So, what's going on, everyone? I'm Fly. I'm from the Brew Thoughts Podcast, as well as Boss Blend Coffee, which is the, from what I know, the only black-owned coffee brand ran by Damn. a woman. Okay. Oh, so, Damn. I'm sitting here with uh, Queen and Jay from Tea with Queen and Jay. We're hey, at Pot and Live NYC. So, first of all, thank you for having me. Of I course. I truly, truly you, appreciate that. Thanks for having us, y'all. Thanks for having us. I've been a fan of the podcast and of you women. Yes, yes. I'm a woman. That's, that's cool. That's, <laughs> that's, my pronouns the, are she, her, they, the them. Just not a lady. Y'all oh, remember wonderful. when I went to the live show? Yes. 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 Okay. That I was do. 100 episodes. Yep. Yep. And I've been a fan ever since. So, I just want to know, like, what? Why did you guys create Pod and Live NYC? So we were we started podcasting like right before everyone started podcasting, like before it was like everybody has a podcast, which this is fine. That was fine, whatever. Um, But we realized that we knew that there were other people of color podcasting. We just didn't see them. Right. We didn't see them. We would go to podcast events mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Or we wouldn't go to podcast events because we felt iced out. They were all super or they white. they were on a Tuesday. And we right. Right. They were midday. Right. Black people had to work. <laughs> yep. It was an expensive conference or something like, like that. that. Yeah. And so we wanted to make podcasting accessible. We wanted to make meeting black podcasters accessible. We wanted to do something that was for us and celebrating us that wasn't a fucking contest to, you know, win some shit or be in front of white people podcasting or whatever. That's cool. But there are people podcasting who've been podcasting and we wanted to come together and celebrate that shit. We also wanted to make it casual and like free. Like, yeah. This is like a family reunion type thing for us. It feels like it. Let me tell you, everyone who's downstairs. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm going to story tell right now. We're like in a vibey space in, in New York, you feel? <laughs> and the vibe downstairs is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, I'm overwhelmed, but in a good way. Okay. Because I've never, not never, but being in a space where everyone is kind of doing what I'm doing uh-huh. and speaking and vibing, it's like, oh, shit. Right. So thank you for creating yeah. that. Welcome, that was, that was the goal, coming. like right there. Word. And yeah. it seems more accessible when it's like in this format, yeah, rather than like someone in, on a stage and you're down there yes. kind of taking notes, right? Type of thing. Because yeah. like, even yeah. when you go to a conference, which no shade to conferences, I've been to conferences, I've learned things from conferences. Yeah. But even when you go to conferences, the the times when I've connected with people is in the middle of like in between, yeah. going from one contest to another, yeah, lunch. Food. Yeah. A party. Exactly. That's when I'm like, oh, I saw you at that panel. How are you? What are you working on? Or, oh, I saw you. You're the other black person here. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> and so instead yeah. of, like, doing that in that in-between space, we wanted to make a thing where, no, you just come, and this is whatever you make it. Like, you just yeah. come, and you can yeah. talk. Or I have a friend who comes here, and they just sit in the corner, and they and draw. draw. That's it. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel yeah. comfortable they feel here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And when they feel like it, they talk to other podcasters. They learn right. about new podcasts or whatever. But we just really wanted... What we didn't see for ourselves, we wanted to make sure that other people had that experience. Yep. So I want to know, like, did you guys, when you, sorry. Yeah, guys, it's fine. So when you, was, when you were thinking about the concept, like, how did you come up with the concept? Because I think it's very, it's not a lot of black women mm-hmm. speaking about, you know, politics and white supremacy. And if they do, they don't really dive in. Uh-huh. You guys dive in. Right. And honestly, you, I don't, I'm not political. Um, I don't really follow it because I, it depresses me and I don't yeah. really know what I'm, I really don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. aware, but I'm going to say, listening to um, Team with Queen and Jay, mm-hmm. Team with Queen and Jay, I was like, oh shit, we fucked up. We <laughs> <all> <laughs> shit. 
don't get right, uh-huh. or if we're not educated, right. and I feel like you guys have educated me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm driving to work, with my kids in the back, I be like, learning. Right. So what made you go that route? That it, kind of... Sorry, because we could talk about so many things as black women, right? It's beauty, it's this, it's sex, it's so many things that we're known for to talk about. Mm -hmm. So to go that route, I want to know why. That kind of just happened within itself. Like when we uh, were doing a podcast, we knew we were going to talk about the things that we talk about. And these the things that we talk about are the things we talk about. But we didn't Mm -hmm. say we were specifically going to talk about those things on this podcast when we started. But um, when we started this podcast, it was around a time where Black Lives Matter but being hyper-visible about yeah. activism and things like that. And every episode we were talking about something like that. Mm-hmm. And, kind of and just, our experiences with Our it. experiences, our childhood is growing up in a lot of activism for both of us. Yeah. So it just kind of just made itself. And, yeah. like, that's just the road it went on. Like on Yeah, and we both, we both have background in, like, black nationalistic thought and black liberation and womanism and shit like that and yeah. so these are the things that like if we're at a party by ourselves if we get drunk enough we will be just yeah. talking about that same like, shit we're dead Screaming. ass we're dead ass women as race nerds this like, is we who we are been yeah. at parties and called motherfuckers out on rape culture like you're yeah. a fucking rapist right isn't that everyone is like shit i thought we were taking shots <laughs> right i'm like we were i'm right. having a great time yes. you're not having fun He's a rapist. Right. Yeah. So that's that's fun for us. So that's like legit who we are. It's not like a shtick for the podcast. This is like what we would do if the mics were off. And I think just in terms of podcasting, it's important. If pop culture is your thing and that's what you think about all the time, I think it's okay to still do a pop culture podcast if you can if you can market it in a niche way. I think it's still okay to do that. Do what you're passionate about. That's the thing. What do you love talking about? What would you talk about if the microphone was off? Mm. And that's what's gonna people can hear when you when don't care about what you're yeah. talking oh, about. Hell yeah. People can hear when you're reading. It's nothing wrong with reading, but yeah. read about some shit you really give a shit about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we podcast about what we're passionate about and that's just like I have friends my whole life I've been like, You're too much. Like mm, con- like do you same. ever turn that off? Yeah, right. Same. And we don't turn that off. And so it's been um, cathartic for me at least to be able to do that and have a space where people appreciate that I don't turn this off you know because I feel like that's a good point Mm -hmm. because I feel like as black folk um, sometimes we just don't feel comfortable talking about it I know I don't sometimes Mm -hmm. because I'm just like hey I really don't feel like I'm educated enough to speak on it Mm -hmm. Um, and are people even going to listen right. to what a black woman got to say about politics or yeah. Trump mm-hmm. or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, I voted for Obama because he was black, right. you know? Which uh, is political and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what exactly. I'm saying? That's a, that's a starting place. That was our first Hell yeah. Yeah, every, viable black yeah, pr- like exactly. candidate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's even though people say, oh, you just voted for him because he was black, there's yeah. something political about right. that they or even the bad. possibility. No, but yeah. and, that's, and that's fine. And, and that's why with T with Queen and Jay, we... We talk the way we talk. We say things the way we say it because we want that also to be accessible. Like, yeah. there are podcasts who have the subject matter that we have, but their language just sounds too inaccessible or as if um, maybe like an academia type of person where right. it just doesn't sound like something that's going to reach different kind of Absolutely. people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, like, really important for us to make sure that if we love black people and we want to talk to all black people, yeah. we have to make it so that people can meet us at whatever point that they are at. We're, yeah. not, we're not just only going to talk to the people who are at I guess whatever level of wokeness, right? That's right. what we'll call it. Right, right. That Jay and I are at. We're gonna like meet people where they are, and that's you know that's fine. We're not gonna like make you feel weird or whatever about not being at whatever level that you may think we are at. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, um, 
just one more question. Uh-huh. Where do you see the podcast going? Like in the next, let's say, I don't know, five years. I think for me, I like what we do. I like the podcast that we have. So if our goal is to help dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, I want to expand on that, right? So I want to do what we do. If I, When we listen and we're like, oh, you know what? We could be doing this better or that better. I like my content. So I just want to... I want my audio sound to be better, like like how we should be able to teleport right now. I want like fucking uh, science and tech to like make it so that like you feel like I'm in the room with you and shit. That um, and I want I want more listeners. So the things required maybe to do that without jeopardizing my content is what I plan to do. But I like like what I have you know what I'm saying like in terms of what we do right and and of course that could always get to a broader audience and we've been doing things that you know we double in listenership every year so we do things to keep that going but um yeah I just see more motherfuckers fucking with us Uh, for me I see like because he with Queen of J is a podcast and Teenage Queen of J is also a movement yeah oh that shit too Um, yes and I just want to see that keep moving keep building I want people to always feel that what we're doing is something they could do too like I'm very into like making sure that um, even though I'm strange and I don't like being touched or like people in person freak me out sometimes y'all know that if y'all listen but I want (laughs) to always still be like like reachable or like you know things like that regardless of how because this is really a movement like we really influence a lot of folk Mm -hmm. and that's really important to us so like that's another reason why me and her really really care about the content we put out because it's not just it's not for fluff. Yeah. Like, we really, the things that we're saying, we really believe. Um, and we see the impact that that has on other people's lives. So, like, the movement that is T with Queen and Jay, I just want to just see that, like, grow. Like, mm-hmm. don't, like a lot. Yeah. Don't. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you, you Fly. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. We appreciate you. Word. Thank you. So, now we're going to, okay. uh, you know, go on and talk to the good people. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what's your name again? Uh, Julius. Hey, Julius. How are you? I'm fine and well. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Fly from the yes. Bru- from the Brew Thoughts podcast. The what? Brew Thoughts podcast. Oh, Brew Thoughts. Okay, yes. so y'all like just drink so- coffee and tea. <laughs> you and get stuff. it. I mean, you know, I you did graduate uh, high school by the skin of my teeth. So, yes. so, uh, what brings you here to Pot and YC Live today? My friend uh, put a gun to my head and told me to come. Dope. So I know we were talking a little bit off the mic about your podcast. So drop your podcast name again as well as your project because I love it. Thank you. My podcast is called Rap in Order, mm-hmm. uh, an interrogation of a rap album. And my audio project is called Hello, White People. So your podcast is called Rap in Order? I'm sorry? Yes. So And you do what in it? Uh, basically, we... Go, we just uh, go through rap albums That's to see dope. if it was like a, a, a classic or to see if it was good or see if it was like horrible album because a lot of albums don't really age well. True. Um, and a lot of albums do age well. So, you know, I got to ask you. Yes. What's your, what album is your favorite and which one do you think is a classic? I got to ask you. My favorite album of like all time? All times. Oh, man. <laughs> That's I mean, a hard question. Is it? It is. It's not many. Okay, well, I want to say, well, honestly, no. My favorite album of all, my favorite rap album of all time, has to go to uh, Reasonable Doubt. I knew. How did I know you was gonna say Reasonable Doubt by Jay Z? <laughs> how did I know? Because uh, number one, it's like the. It to me, that's how you form a a, a classic. 
it didn't come out as a closet. Word. It aged gracefully. It did. It did. And the content was amazing. Jay-Z was just starting, and it was, like, really, really good. I feel like Reasonable Doubt, um, you saw The Hunger mm-hmm. in that album. Um, the storytelling was impeccable. Oh, The Evils was... Okay. Like amazing. The they don't Evils make. Was amazing. They don't make albums like that anymore. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> Which one? Tell me. School uh, me. Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Does make albums touché. like that. Touche. 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 But I feel like he doesn't. I feel like Kendrick. I, and maybe it's me. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like he get the credit he deserves. What you think? Well, um, he's still like I want to say. Not early in his career, but you know he's he's still uh, he had not that he has a long way to go, but he still needs I want to say more from every uh, other people. He okay. don't, he only has like what well, he yeah, he only has like three albums out. Yeah. Uh, well, three studio professional you know projects albums yeah. out. So um, I want to say next well, next one is going to be even better to me. So you're counting on that next one? Oh, no. Oh, well, I am. Like, Absolutely. Kendrick Lamar hasn't missed, not once. He's yeah. still in his prime. Um, yeah, and he's he's seen a lot. He's He's been through a lot. He's, yeah, he he's has. heard a lot. So it's all it's a lot of, uh, of experience uh, with him. So, yeah. So how long have you been doing the, the podcast? The podcast probably like, a, oh, a year. One year for the podcast. Oh, that's what's up. Congratulations yeah, one year in a month. A year. I want to say a year or a year in a month. Yeah, that's what's up. Thank you. So, is this your first time here at a Pod and Live event? No, or? I went. I came last year, and oh, no. it was uh, really, really cool. Yeah, this is my first time here, and the vibes are, are high. Yeah, high vibes. Oh yeah. So I appreciate oh, yeah. that. So All I'm right. gonna have one more question for okay, you. Sure. Um, what do you think is the future of podcasting? Oh man, me and, me and listen, uh, me and Meta <laughs> talk about this all the time. Yeah, podcast is going is literally going to change the world. I believe that it's going to get radio out of here. It's no, honestly, I think it has gotten radio out of here. Personally, um, yo, like there's so many uh, uh, lanes for 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 podcasts. It's so many genres for podcasts. Yeah, like podcast is going to not only take over. It's not just going to be audio, but it's also going to be video. It's also going to be literature. It's also going to be how you commute, how you travel. Absolutely. It's also going to be like a part of your agenda. Like podcast is going to be everything, and it's not only just going to be like oh two hour podcast. It could literally be like a five minute podcast. Yeah. But see, that's a good question. So somebody asked me today about a podcast tip. She wants to start a podcast or whatever because I was at an event earlier mm-hmm. this. And she was like, what's your tip? And I'm like, yo, keep your podcast under 30 minutes. Yeah. But I don't know if that's like taboo to say because there are people who will listen to a two-hour podcast if they're commuting, if they're on a flight. I mean, you know what? That depends on content and that depends on how good you are because I like for certain people – if they have, like, a two-, three-hour podcast, I'm literally going to listen to, like, half of it because I know, okay, now my attention span is going right. down. Where we, like, for me, my ideal podcast is probably, like, 10 minutes. We're same. Like, I, no, 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 excuse me, sorry. 30 minutes. Oh, well, I can do, t- I can do 30, I can do 30 minutes. Sh- I mean, yeah, it, it got to be, like, there. If you can catch somebody, now, if you can catch somebody in, uh, like, in 30 minutes, not only do you have time for replay value, but you have time for mm. a person to, say, to put somebody else on. Yeah. Word of mouth. Exactly. And it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. You're right. And you can create that into, like, a, a, a talk show. 
Oh, you're right. You know, because right, most right. talk shows are, uh, I want to say, formatted in the 23, 24, 23 to what, 27 minute span. Yeah. So now that you, you can bring something to the table if you want to meet with the network. So mm. you have a 30 minute slot. Damn. Drop them gems on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you, Fly. For stopping by. Thank and you, Fly. I'm going to be listening to your podcast. So before you leave, you need to let me know because I'm oh, a music course. head. Rap in order. Rap in order. Rap in order uh, podcast. You can uh, just Google it and we we hear. All right. Yeah, we like a lot of people uh, uh, have heard of us. So it's like really cool. Okay. We got beef with Lloyd Banks. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, okay, we'll definitely take a look at that. Enjoy yourself, vibe, Thank you. connect, Thank and I'll you. see you around. Later, fly. Bye. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, fellas? What's up, what's How you up? doing? What's going on? I'm good. You know what? I'm going to be honest. This is a pleasure. This is a pleasure. Is it, really? it sure is. is you know why? Because as a woman entrepreneur, I'm always with women. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have some, some male energy. Of, okay, a little bit of testosterone. Okay. Not too to- not no toxic masculinity, no. but speaking. Oh, just a tad. Just a tad. Um, so welcome to Pod in Live NYC. So what brings you guys out today? Well, of course, the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But what else? Yeah. Have you, first of all, is this your first time here? Yes, it is. Ooh, dope. This is our first time here. This is our first event out. So we're really enjoying everything about it. You know, we're trying to make sure that we reach everyone here, give out some merch. Kind of let everyone know what the podcast is about as much as possible, you know? Yeah, just connect in general. Connect okay. with our community. Connect with podcasters. People look at them podcasts. But, you know. What's the name of your podcast? It's called What's This Pod About Again? Oh. Hey, what the fuck is this pod about again? So break it down. What do you guys talk about? Uh, Basically, we're I, I would say we're like the intersection of like sports and music and just general like black pop culture i want to say okay. like just kind of how all those things run parallel but they intersect at a certain point that's where we would be at right there okay um so do you guys always record together like how do you how do you guys make that work you, you guys always <laughs> link up is it virtual google hangout what's, what's good we record in brooklyn um we all go Every time so far. I don't think it would work the same if one of us were missing. Yeah. Mm. But so far, we're always in person. Now we're doing a little bit more with guests. Um, so we're trying to expand a little bit more. Soon we're going to do videos. So we're a little bit of, you know, everywhere at this point, though. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. We're just trying to do as much as we can. We're fairly new. Um, we've been recording for under a year now. We got about, what, 15 episodes? 18. Yeah, we've got 18, 18. episodes. Hey. like it's, it's good it's good vibes i feel like you know i know these dudes through like a fantasy football league um we've become pretty close and i know this guy personally we went to school together dope so um we don't we got a connection and we all have like minds so we just it's just been real positive everything we've done surrounding the podcast has been really really positive and good energy um just to piggyback off of that one thing i want to say 
especially as far as being brothers in the podcast industry, we want to make sure that that's something that is is noticed when you listen mm-hmm. to the podcast, mm-hmm. to know what you're kind of getting into, um, to understand that we resonate with those that are listening, right. you know, and if they are looking for those those different things, that content, that's what we want you to listen for. So um, we embrace it, definitely. Um, as you can see, if you, even if you look on the social media, you can see it in the bio. Um, because we don't want it's not more so of like a surprise or anything that's what we're about that's what we talk about yeah so we want to kind of let you know up front you know what you're getting yourself into definitely definitely have to agree with that I mean just even we have a, a bonus series that we do probably monthly it's called positively black Duh. We, just, we just tackle certain uh certain black uh, aspects of the culture and certain black you know phenomena that's going on we try to celebrate uh, black leaders in the culture and we usually just take out an episode to do that. So, mm. I mean, definitely want to uh, give big props to, like, the black community in general. I think, like, it's really important that we have a black perspective yeah. on various things on the culture. Because a lot of times, especially with the online content now, you have certain places that are kind of masquerading as a black perspective on something. But it's really something else going on behind the scenes where you're getting a different perspective from someone else another mm. a race or something like that on mm. things that we're doing mm. so we definitely want to bring that to, to so podcasting. i want to piggyback off of that because i feel like you touched on something like important and i want to know as being a black man how is it received like you know people like oh what do you do you like i got a podcast you know, you know what I mean? So it's like some people be like, oh, you know, I got a clothing line or yeah, I got a yeah. barbershop. Yeah. Or, I yeah. think that using your voice as black men, because I have two black sons, is super important. That's why I tell my son, he's 13, use your voice. Yes. Because at the end of the day, you guys are the culture. You're the kings yes. originally. Um, and whatever you say, go, period. You're right. So how is that? Like, how, what is the, what do people say? Like, I got a podcast. I mean, I think I think podcasting in general, as it's it's starting to grow more yeah. so as a creative outlet, I think like we're kind of getting into a place where more black people are actually aware mm-hmm. of like black podcasts and, and persons of color type of podcasts. So I think it's becoming a little bit more like accepted. But you do have, you know, certain people that aren't necessarily aware of what a podcast is. And they're like, oh, why are you doing that? Or yeah. what's that? And, you know, I mean... It's 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 a double-edged sword. It's it's good to, you know, have your have your opinion heard, have people actually waiting for your opinion on certain things. So, I mean, as far as that, um any one of you guys could could speak to how it's received with you. Yeah, um I was going to say cuz while you were talking, I was just thinking of a few things myself. Um one of them being it, it's really important for us to like you said, we are the culture. Yeah. Um, to speak on it. Um, you, you started and she piggybacked off of saying someone else's perspective on what they think the culture is is not really the, mm-hmm. like, the insight that we want people to kind of have. And that's important to me. Like, I really feel like it bothers me just as much to see someone trying to emulate it or act as if they know when we really are that. Like, we live these things. We, you know, we, we breathe it, you know. So that's something that... I think about probably the most um, people receive it best when the content is delivered in in 
in a sophisticated way also. Like, we want to make sure that the content is given to you. There's a lot of facts. We do have opinions in there. But, you know, where we can open up conversations. Yes. It's not, yeah. you, not everyone's going to be right or wrong. But if we can have a conversation about certain things, that's more so what, what we can agree to disagree on at the end of the day, if that's what it comes to. But, like, you know, I, I think we're big on what we're putting out there, how we're putting it out there. And people appreciate it. You know, you get something good, quality. I think people really receive that in, in a positive light. And they're, they're willing to support it a little bit more, knowing, like, mm-hmm. hey, these guys are really putting their all into it. It's not just uh, a gimmick or, or just a fad, because a lot of people are just doing it at this yeah. point. But we are pretty serious about it. So That's what's up. I can hear the passion when you guys speak about it. So I'm really, really excited to listen to the podcast, even though I do listen we to Mel Podcast. That. I listen to the Secret to Success podcast with E.T., okay. Eric Thompson. Um, so you guys give me that vibe, and I think you guys are like the younger generation of the the, the Secret to Success podcast. So, um, one more question. Yeah, where do you guys see your podcast in like the next five years? Ooh. <laughs> y'all want me? Jamal, Jamal, like, damn. Zig always speak, yo. Zig is always speaking about the the, the future vision. Listen, I, I, okay, I'm, talk I'm, to I'm, the guys. Listen, I'm big on um where I think this could go. I I feel that we're we're gonna ultimately be one of the better podcasts out there. Like we're gonna be nationally known. People are gonna listen. It's gonna be a thing where you're gonna hear about it. You're gonna see us. It's not gonna be just some underground. We're, we're going to be there. Believe me. I, I really, really wholeheartedly yeah. feel that. There's no specific place that I, I feel we're going to be. But when you think of podcasts, when you think of black podcasts, sports, music, entertainment, we will be in the thick of things. I can guarantee that. Dope. Yeah, yeah. I just see us like continuing to grow within the uh, realm that we're in. So like, like you said, we cover sports, media, entertainment. I just want to continue to grow in that space. I don't necessarily know where we'll be. I know we'll be ta- we'll be seeing like an upward incline of where we're going. I just see growth, um, and I just see a lot of success and continued uh, building up the brand and like really fine tuning our content and like really being you know one of the top tier uh, podcasts in that in that space. So dope. Well, thank you guys for thank stopping you. by and talking to me. Um, go downstairs, catch a vibe, of and course. I'll come around. And um, I don't know if any of y'all drink coffee, but I have a coffee business. Okay. So I'll definitely I let do. you. Oh, I do. Oh, got you. Please. Okay. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for thank having you. us. So, Rosa Sparks, first of all, your name is dope. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. And first of all, is this your first time here at the Pod and Live NYC? It is my first time Ooh. here. Um, I met Jay. Uh, we were doing a panel together at Women's in Comics. And she's actually part of my Facebook group, My Superheroes of Black. Nice. So um, I knew her face before, but I didn't know who she was. But then we did a panel together. Uh, we kind of connected, and I started listening to her podcast. Uh, and then it just, I'm here. <laughs> nice, nice. So tell me about, uh, first of all, you Dainty Thug. Dainty Thug. That is very, very clever. So I want to know more about your podcast <laughs> and why that name. Um... Because it was the perfect description for my personality. You know, I have, like, a very soft-spoken tone to my voice. 
but I'm very known to like curse people out and get ready to fight. Like I'm oh. ready to fuck all the time. I so. don't even get that energy. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to. Cause, you I, know, feel you. You I feel you. I feel you. Very demure, but then like when somebody walk up on you, you just gotta be ready to fight when right. they, you know, when they least expect it. So What's like, your oh, sign? I'm a Sag. Oh, I knew it. A- <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Cause I'm like. Because my best friend is a Sagittarius, but he's a guy. He's very calm, but he will he will cuss you out real yeah. quick. And yeah. I'm from Chicago, too. So that's, okay. That's that, too. Nice. <laughs> so what so is your podcast about? Dog is basically um, an ongoing. It started off as, you know, just me ranting and, you know, rambling. I'm a blogger. I also work in media. Nice. So um, as a journalist, you know, when you write editorials, there's certain things you just can't say. Yeah. And I don't like being, you know, restricted so much. So um, I started off in media. My first internship was at a radio station. Nice. So I have, like, a background with journalism and radio. But I wanted to, like, take my raw interviews with, like, different celebrities that I do. And I wanted to put them and host them on my own, you know, podcast. So... Uh, my friends like, what's well, his name is Dainty Thug, and I was like, oh. hey, nobody can listen to no Dainty Thug. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, like right. it's so like it's, right. it's, it's, it's not cookie cutter. Like you go like Dainty Thug, yeah. but to see it like mentioned, I was listening to Tom's Guide of Best New Podcast to talk to, uh, talk about. So like to see it like next to like a sea of whiteness, then you see this random Dainty Thug. Like yeah, black feminism, nigga, let's yeah. go. Like, right, right. <laughs> the fucking vibes right <laughs> so um basically i cover pop culture conversations so you know all those ashy memes you might see on facebook yeah i might take a few minutes to talk about like why is this ashy why yes. is it trending oh, and shit. why are we even talking about it but let's look at it outside of the surface level and like have a conversation about it um a lot of interviews that might not get published in mainstream like on different um news sites yeah i put on dainty thug so okay. um i have an interview one of the last interviews with prodigy from mob deep on dainty thug uh-huh. and gene gray i interviewed senator carol mosley Braun. so yeah so i'm always interviewing somebody really interesting so that's really cool yeah. so do you have like a blog and a podcast or I have a magazine and a podcast okay listen so you might know not a blog a magazine <laughs> I know, that's right. I have an online website. That's what's up. I have a magazine. It's a print, and it's digital. It's called Fabulize. Nice. That's pretty much where I started getting a little bit more visibility as an individual with Fabulize. And I created this editorial in Fabulize called My Superheroes Are Black, where I would go out and I would, you know, go to Comic-Con and different creatives events such like like this one and I will just interview all the black people that's it and yeah. I'll be very you know um, intentional about it but like I'm only here for the black people when I go to New York Comic Con I'm only here for the black people right. I don't care about who else is here just give uh. me the black creatives so that editorial got so popular um, it was in Huffington Post and stuff like that so wow, I just nice. created like a Facebook group so about 4,000 people in it about <laughs> so you know just a mirror <laughs> But it's um, you know, it talks about it centers black feminism, but it's also about you know geekdom and pop culture and you know this main shit that black people want to talk about without white people involved, you know. And what makes it different is because you know Fabulize is a platform for black feminism, so I'm able to incorporate entertainment from a black feminist perspective, so I can look at something and I don't have to. You know, when I'm not working, I don't have to say, oh, I have to write this report 
well, this article this way. I can go into my superheroes of black, or I can go on some fabulous and be like, nah, fuck that. That shit was racist. Word. <laughs> you know how many trash. times? Everything is trash. <laughs> you know how many times I want to be like, yo, fuck this shit. Racist as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, um, where do you see your podcast in the next year? Um, that's really interesting. I would like to, you know, interview more people. Yeah. I would like to be more interactive. Now that I'm in Jersey, I definitely want to do some things on the Jersey level. Okay. Um, on the Jersey scene and, you know, hit up some Jersey talent and, you know, be more visible. I've only been there only since I've gave birth to my daughter. So I'm just Aww. still kind of new. Trying to, like, you know, see things, know things or whatever. So many people here. So I think you should come. I'm from Jersey. I live in Jersey. Where are Jersey? Um, I'm from Newark. Okay, I'm not, far, I'm not far from Newark. Yeah, I'm from Newark. I live in um, North, South Jersey now, but I'm having an event June 9th. Okay, I'm in Elizabeth. Oh, oh my girlfriend lives in Elizabeth. Okay. Um, where at? What street? I don't want to say what street. Oh, I'm oh, <laughs> later, later. Off, off the line, off the line. I'm near the uh, train station. Okay. So I'm having an event June 9th. Um, Black and Latin Creatives um, is a free mixer event okay. in Jersey City, so you should definitely come through. Yeah, 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 because I'm, like, so ignorant to Jersey. Yeah. So I've been like, what? Jersey. Word. I be seeing like all like uh, I'm not too far from a club called Barco, and they be like, oh, I know they that they is. getting like Latin night every day. I'm yeah. like, where the black people like? Do I have to go to Philly? Like, what's so, happening? So, so, so much Barco. Well, you ever heard of Dolce's? It's in Elizabeth. No, it's close to you. Okay. My girlfriend, she's a artist and an entrepreneur, and she has female ciphers every month. Oh. Come through. Okay, I will. June 27th, I'm going to hit you up Let on me Instagram. Know. I'll be there. Yo. I will be there. It's a vibe. So, okay. Um, thank you so much for stopping. Thank Bye. you for your time. And we got to talk about coffee and talk- tea. Yes, girl. Because I'm all about tea and some coffee. I got you. like tea latte. Ah, okay. All about it. I got you. So thank you so much. Rosa Sparks. Thank Day you. Tea Thug. Thank you. It's a vibe. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So welcome to Pine and Life. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, quick story. I do follow you guys on Instagram. Oh my god! Thank you. First, I was like, inner hoe uprising. Am I a hoe? Yeah. (laughs) Well, are you? Probably. To to flip the tables. Probably. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, but it's also how do you identify, right? Right. Yes. A hoe could be different things. Right. Right. Um, People might think I'm a hoe because I have three kids and two different baby daddies. Right? Anything could, more than two bodies can make you a hoe. Anything can make you a hoe. You know what I mean? So, I want to talk about why the name. Okay. So, the name, because, if you want to go to the full backstory or just, like, the meaning of the name. Talk to me nice. I got you, boo. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so the full backstory of the name was that me and my original co-host, these are my new co-hosts from, starting from season two. Okay. But my original co-host and I were exploring uh, ethical non-monogamy also known as polyamory to some people. Yeah. Some people choose to say non-monogamy because it technically means different things. Yeah. Um, and we were just out here being hoes. And we talked about it a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, we were talking about it so often that we thought that it would be good to like have people key in on our conversations. So it was just us exploring our hoes. The overhead meeting is like, have you ever seen the last scene in Eight Mile? Girl. <laughs> where Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah. Where Eminem is just like saying all of these things that, and I don't fuck with Eminem by any means. This is just an analogy. But he's saying all of the things that people place on him to often disrespect him and like yes. reclaiming it. Basically like the same way that black people use nigga to reclaim and uh, folks of different folks of different marginalized identities use different slurs used against them to reclaim. So we figured like, 
you're not going to, like, I am being a hoe. If a hoe is somebody who's sexual in the way that you don't want us to be sexual, then yes, I am being a motherfucking hoe. And I'm going to call myself a hoe, and it removes all power. Yeah. So that Absolutely. is the I love that. the name. Yeah. I love that. Because I feel Thank like you. as women, when we explore our sexual, you know, desires mm-hmm. um, in a way that men do all the time, right. um, we're a hoe. Yeah. And it's like, why can I like sex just as much as any guy any does? Other person. You know what I mean? Any I other person. I want to say yeah. that, like, all of us as hosts are not all women. So my lovely co-host, Rob, right here. Oh, I'm sorry. Is I do an apologize. agender person. Okay. Agender hoe. Yeah, an agender hoe. Agender hoe. Okay, okay. A hoe to abbreviate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, a whole, there's a whole thing right. if you listen to the show. But, um, yeah, as people who are just, like, not in boxes. Yeah. It's hard for us to explore our sexuality. So you can also apply that to, like, queer men and stuff like that yes you can apply that to anybody who's not a cisgender heterosexual man if we deviate from any norm then we're ho we deserve to get raped we deserve to get stds all this kind of bullshit that is not true yeah i agree with that 100 percent because that's how it is for me now that i'm in a relationship with a woman we've been together for two years congratulations thank you (laughs) um and i remember you know being a mom right you know and then Oh, you're with a woman? What the fuck? It's like, right. well, I've, I've always identified as lesbian since 14, but it wasn't accepted. So I definitely can relate. So thank you for everything that you do. Um, so is this your first time at Pod and Live in YC or no? This is, yeah, this oh. is our third time. This is my first. I'm a virgin. My first, too. Because I'm like, yo, the vibes in here are high. My second. Super high. Yes. So... <laughs> Tell me, what do you think, how important it is for you to get your message across? Like, do you feel like it was a a void or a problem that you were solving with your podcast? Right. So, uh, once again, when I first started the podcast with my original co-host, I've always kind of had this model of like, yo, where is the shit that I want to see or listen to in the case of podcasts? Oh, it doesn't exist? Let me motherfucking make that, bitch. Um, So, yeah, I definitely think, like, as the show has grown, more and more people say, like, this is an episode that... I've always wanted to talk about and I've yeah thank you for exploring this I've always wanted to learn about this this is like my experience so yeah it's definitely important that we be here on these airwaves yeah Yeah. so um, can I so what's your name I'm sorry Rebecca Rebecca, hi Hi. so is this your first time being like on a podcast or being part of like a a podcast community so tell me a little bit about yourself um this is my first time well since I've been on the show this is my first podcast oh dope um but I share the same sentiments as I believe as everyone else where it's like I feel like we're a voice of just the margin in between like there's hyper sexy there's all that type of stuff and I think I mean we're all sexy in our own way but that's the that's what makes us different. We're sexy in our own way. We're representing. There's so many people that come up to me and they're like, oh, you know, I'm fat, I'm black, I'm this. Mm. And then, like, I'm dating a man, but I might be into girls. I might be into non-binary people. It's just, like, anything that's not what you see on TV all the time, yeah. I think that's what we are in a different way. Like, we're representing, we're a voice of the in-between. Yeah. And that's why I love it. And I share, and I'm like... You know, I might you might not think I'm a hoe. Everyone says, "Oh, you're so innocent." I don't get where that comes from because you don't huh. see me at night. But at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, in the daytime too. Any but yeah, you, it's just like, like people don't expect me to explore my own sexuality. And I'm like, oh, okay, listen to my podcast because then you'll that hear is something. Exactly. It's it's very strange. I don't get it because I know who I am. Yeah. But I guess when you're not 
overtly sexy or mainstream sexy or something like that, yeah. and people underestimate you. And I'm just like, no, I'm here. Right. Rising. Hello. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Yeah. With you? What's your name? I'm sorry. Oh. Akua. Akua. Ooh. Yes. What, do, what does that mean? I know it has a, a beautiful <laughs> female meaning. Female born on a Wednesday. Female born on Wednesday? Yep. You know Wednesday is my favorite day of the week. So is mine. Hello? Hey, okay. You born on Wednesday, Akua? <laughs> we born on a Wednesday. Like Wednesday? Hello. Hello. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. It's like, what? That's me. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. She's the bald one. I, I am the bald one. <laughs> many other things. Thanks. Let me just stand for this bitch one time and say that she has produced, like, every single episode a fact. of our podcast oh. since January, and every single fucking episode has been amazing. Oh, producer Thank hat. <laughs> Thank you. And you're, like, so, like, you know, Mellow. girl. <laughs> Um, it, it is it's just um, I can't describe myself. Um, I am one of the hosts that don't that doesn't have like a standard intro because I feel like I don't fit into any of these labels. I'm a mom. I'm a therapist. I'm a hoe. I am a friend. I am a daughter. Yeah. I am all. I am bald. You know, I'm all of these things. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm sexually fluid. I'm all of these things. That one thing I feel like doesn't fit me. Yeah. So when people ask me to describe myself, I'm like, um, that's all I right, got for right. you. Um. Okay. All right. Up next, introduce Hi. yourself. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, guys. It's so weird holding a microphone because we always have another thing. And I'm always oh, like, like, yeah, yeah. like sucking a dick when I'm talking. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I'm the rude one. Um, but no, I'm uh, I'm the transgender one. Okay. I am the the pants, the, yeah, I don't know. What else am I? I'm Rob the, is I'm the, the one with the biggest, one. That's a fact, with the God. biggest fan base. <laughs> Everyone loves Rob. The biggest fan base? Rob has the biggest, yeah. biggest fan base Rob, people far. love him? I, I, I got a high. Everyone loves Rob. Uh-oh. And we it's love Rob. I'm really cute. Obvi. Uh, really cute. Obvi. Obvi. Yeah. I have, like, I don't know. I'm just, I got the fucking, I'm, I'm the, 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 what's it called? The Justin Timberlake? I'm not the Beyonce, because Sam's the fucking Beyonce. Wow. But Justin Timberlake had, like, an equal amount of talent with everybody else. He you was right. just like, I don't know, he has blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't special. He just, he was like, anyway. Um, but, yeah. And, and then, you know, people were messaging me saying, it's going to be May. Ha, ha, ha. Listen to the show. It's going to be May. This is so funny. You're not funny. But, <laughs> but yeah, um... And with my experience on the show, yeah. it's been uh, it's been great. I this is my first podcast, um, probably my last podcast, because I love this podcast exclusively. And I mean, it's also a lot of work. That's yeah. the one thing that I I realized. But then the more we got into it, the more serious we got about it, the more we realized it's work, it's money, it's wild brain. It is a business. It's a business that doesn't really pay. Yeah. And it's like, we're not necessarily doing it for the money, so it doesn't hurt that we don't get paid, but it does take a toll on it, because I'm like, this is like actual labor that we Absolutely. do. Like, it's real labor, like hours, like sitting in front of a laptop, thinking and being anxious and shit, doing these talks that we don't even get paid for, that we don't even get fucking audio for, sweating in front of a little baby crowd. that one time for the one time, because somebody had really lost their audio. West. Yeah, South I won't say whom. Oh, you're saying whom. Ooh, fuck us over. How was that? Please cut that out. <laughs> it was um. So as a um, as our show went, it was it was okay as far as like our literal show. Yeah. As far as the event as a total, it was disastrous. 
it was not inclusive. It was not diverse. It was not fair to their speakers. It, we didn't fired. have a place. We did not feel like we belonged there. Interesting. And we did it because it felt like it was a thing for us to do. Right. But it didn't feel like I mean, after. So, so on top of all that, it's quite frustrating. I didn't want to say that, but fine, we're into it. Uh, the the reason why it's quite frustrating is that events like this, like major conferences and stuff like that, have this element of quote unquote diversity and inclusion, right? And don't make things uh, easy or accessible for the diverse right. quote unquote and inclusive people. Right, I mean, but that's because this is hosted by T with yeah. Queen and Jay. Shout yeah. out to the homies Queen and Jay Absolutely. and not Shout by, like, people who Absolutely. aren't actually connected with the communities that they claim to want to include and serve. So, right. I thought that was somebody I knew. <laughs> you know, I was like, hold on, who that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hello, I mean, I've lived here my whole life, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a podcaster. Yeah, you are. A very popular one. I'm a podcast producer. If you want to hire me, sambridell.com. Right, please. Pay the Shout homes. out one time to the one time. <laughs> Pay the Sams of this game. So where do you guys see the uh, podcast going in the next, like, five years? Is the goal to start making revenue and I, really I mean, streaming it and, line, like, yeah. pivoting from it? Yeah, the goal has always been to make revenue. <laughs> nah, not always, but, um, yeah. I mean, we do, like, make money, but the podcast is just, like, self-sustainable. Yeah. With, like, a little extra change. But ideally, uh, I would love for this to be... Half of my only job. Yeah. Because I still want to make other stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes. Anybody else? <laughs> um, What's your sign? What you cancer. I thought Capricorn. Interesting. Ooh. I just, uh, like, I'm still dating a Capricorn-ish, but, like, he gets on my nerves. What's anyway. Yeah, my girlfriend's a Capricorn. And, I Boyfriend's a Capricorn because Capricorns rock, boy. You're a Capricorn? Yeah. Ooh. I'm annoying. You rock. You're a January? I'm December. Oh, so I'm okay. I would have guessed a Leo for you. Like, oh. if I didn't know you, I would have guessed Leo. No. And what's your sign? <laughs> Pisces. Okay. What's your sign? Cancer. Okay. Why doesn't anybody let me guess? I just want to play. What, you, what would have you guessed? I don't know. I was kind of still like reading you. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So what was your answer for where you see the podcast in five years? Oh, um, sorry. Keep kicking you. No, it's okay. I get kicked all the time. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. Who's kicking you? You, you, you don't know. You don't know. I have, I have, I have a dark life. We're not friends. You don't know what I do. So great. Um, we are actually friends. Everyone thinks we're not friends, but we are best friends. Um, <laughs> oh wow! I think that's so. Like, what we've all been saying this whole time is this has always been a labor of love. I want to specifically shout out to Sam and Akua and Rob and all you guys because I wasn't haven't been here for the last month, but you guys consistently they hold it down. Like yeah. the work that goes into this is amazing, and I'm just like even when I was gone, I was like, damn, I know that it's hard, and like everyone's doing this, and you're holding it up and doing stuff. It's just. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the labor and the love that goes into it—it's genuine, and it's like for me, I think the next five years we just want to like make our audience bigger, and so many people who are just kind of don't feel like they have a voice, don't feel like anybody's talking about them in terms of sexuality, which is like the most yeah. taboo, most untalked about thing. We can be that voice, you Absolutely. know what I mean? All right, wow, I love drinks. That's great. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just an asshole. Sorry, um, <laughs> but I just. <laughs> I just want to oh be, for me, be the voice of anybody who listens. And when I hear somebody say, 
I've never heard someone talk about the things that I think about or I've heard somebody message me and be like wow I really resonate that's what matters to me and just expanding that audience so that there's hundreds thousands of people saying the same thing like wow thank you for speaking up for yeah. me I think for all of us that's what we for want sure. like that to be that voice for people yeah for sure anyone else yeah. Rob yeah <laughs> Rob is like I second that second that yeah okay you want to hold it for me <laughs> nah, um, yes, my mic stand. Got to put it in my mouth. But um, no, I mean, I agree. Like, I, I love where we're going. We're doing so many different episodes now. Like, things that I just never would have thought we'd ever be talking about. It's very crazy. Like, we have this long fucking list of topics, and we find guests to fit all of these topics. And I really just want to continue like finding guests, finding topics, talking about all these 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 random but not so random, very like daily things yeah. that go on in people's lives because people just don't talk about. Yeah. Like we had a doula episode, which me and Sam, for the longest, we were like, what's a doula? Yeah. And then we interviewed a doula. Death doula, all birth outcomes doula, yeah. interviewing people with um, chronic illnesses and disabilities. It's just so many things that all still tie into sex, love, and dating. Yeah. And I just want to explore every spectrum until I physically can't do it anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Until yeah. God is like, all right. <laughs> all right I know. Yeah. Right. right. You got to yeah. calm the fuck down. <laughs> Akua. Uh, I also want to, in addition to the podcast, I feel like this podcast is like representative of a brand that is Inner Hall Uprising, and that's not only podcasting. Yeah. So, like, one thing we've been getting into recently is like events and things like that. Like, we okay. host a monthly sex trivia event, which is just so fun. And I'm not saying that because I write the dumbass questions myself. <laughs> Yeah. But it's, it's just really, really a good time. Yeah, it's yeah? really fun. Like a genuine. Good like time. it's a trivia night, and it also doubles as like party a little turn up on a Sunday and also okay. doubles as like sex education every month about these different aspects that people wouldn't have even guessed that they should learn about yeah. every Sunday so I really really appreciate doing in real life stuff and I want to continue to grow that it's definitely building a movement for sure yes for hashtag sure. in our uprising <laughs> oh that cool. was it I was yeah. gonna say this is a movement that's it what is. I see it definitely in the next five years it's a wave we're gonna take over yeah everyone's gonna yeah. be homing yeah <laughs> Right. You're going to see us everywhere. I love that. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Um, thank you for coming. And then go downstairs, catch a vibe, get a drink. Get a beer. If you're not here or wasn't here, come through to Pod and Live NYC next year. And very, Copy very that. big you're thank you out. to Queen and Jay for doing this every fucking year. Word. I love this. So much. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Oh Hi. That's Hello. Us. So, how are you guys doing? How are you ladies doing today? We're good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm you good. look great. Oh, thank I'm you. into the silky Hi. green. Yeah. It's a look. Let me tell you, this thrifted piece, honey, yes. Uh, yes. a good two dollars. Yes. I'm gonna let me bring her out today. I'm a fan. What? <laughs> Full price for what? She said, um, <laughs> two, please. Thank you. What <laughs> a look, though. What a look. And the earrings. <laughs> I see you. That's 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 thank that's shape. Hello. <laughs> We could be here forever. You I'm giving you hoops. I'm giving you shapes. Honey, I'm giving you dimension. Geometric, bitch. What's Hello? Up? What's good? Talk to me nice. <laughs> so, tell me, um, introduce yourselves, tell us about your podcast, and all that good stuff. Okay. So, uh, we're the Bag Ladies. I'm Miss Stephanie. And I'm Lena. 
And we talk about baggage. So we talk about uh, news baggage, personal baggage, mm-hmm. things that we fuck with, and like just trying to get through everyday life with our trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and we, I think our focus is to talk about like the real, actual effects of how it affects how we deal with it day to day. Like, this makes me anxious. Why does it make me anxious? How, what should I be thinking about when this anxiety comes up? Like, how do I check it? How do I do that? Yeah. Which is super important. I do hear a little, a little something twang. We got some Latinas in the building. You know, once in a blue, we got a red. So what's your, what's your background? So my family is Dominican. Nice. So I guess Dominican-American. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same? Yeah. Well, you know, my mother's from Cuba. Okay. So I am a Latina. Yes, girl, out here. You know, so I love, I love listening to your podcast because I love to hear that twang that we yeah. have. It's not, we don't really hear that a lot in the it's podcast true. world. Yeah. Thank um, you. So I always can identify with my Latina sisters talking. I feel like when I, like a lot of just like, you know, African-Americans listen to my podcast, and they always be like, you got an accent. Where you from? <laughs> you know, I, I was raised in Newark. Yeah. Right. And my mother's Cubana. Yeah. What's right. the, you know what I mean? That's so, how I sound. Like, what's up? What's, what's up? up? Like, we all here chilling or whatnot. Like, right. what's good? We so, really don't hear voices like ours. You don't? We don't hear voices. We don't hear see people who look like us doing these types of things. Yep. So I think we just like, we just out here trying to rap for all Afro-Latinas, even though, you know, there's so many of us, there's so much variance within us, but like, yeah. you know, we be out here, we be trying to put the team on our bag. Like. Exactly. <laughs> so tell me, how has the experience been with Bag Ladies? It's been an amazing experience. Um, I think um, just like making the podcast and just like as a creative endeavor has been super um, powerful. And then also like making it political. Like it's not it's not just a podcast. It's about our it's about how we approach the world. How do we work towards liberation? How do we like how can we have fun and do all of those things at the same time? So it's been like a very good growing experience. Yeah, it definitely has been a lot of hard work over the last four years. And kind of making something that you kind of thought of as an idea to now it brought to life. People are listening. People are supporting. And kind of, like, continuing to do that work and be like, damn, like, people really needed to hear this. And we didn't know until it happened. That like, damn, all right. Let's all right. talk about this bag of shit real right. quick. So, so we all going through it. We right. all fucked up. So... <laughs> I think the name is super fucking clever. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys go through like a lot of different names before coming up with Bag Ladies, or like how was that? We did. We had like a, we were brainstorming back and forth on the concept of the show. Right. We're like, what do we want to do? Like we wasn't sure. And then one day we were listening to Erica Badu, and we were Hello. like, Bag Ladies came on. I was like. <gasps> But that's us. Right? Got that's me with my bags. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait, what you telling me I can't get on the bus? And right. with all this I'm like, shit. You right. all, they all mess. They right. knew we or whatever. Like right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So is this your first time at Planet NYC or it's like you've been here all three years? All three years. I've been, been here, here all yeah. three years. This is my second time coming. I missed last year. Okay. Yeah, but I'm so <laughs> where do you think like the like future of podcasting is going for women of color? Mm. I think there are so many like amazing uh, black women, uh, POC women, who want to adventure out and do so much more creative things. And I kind of see the future of podcasting being like 
like queer and caramel. I know that's like a joke, like queer and caramel, but just like a mix of so many different voices. Cause like, you know, we all can be listening to the same thing and we're not, right? Yeah. I think that's why there's so many independent podcasters because like they woke up one day, they were like, damn, like I don't hear my voice. I don't hear this. I want to do something like this. And then we're starting to give followers and like uh, all these podcasts are community ran. So yeah. like I I see podcasting being like that, more inclusive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think it's um, definitely becoming independent black and brown podcasters are doing the damn thing. And they're yeah. really pushing the envelope on what podcasts can be and what they can talk about. I think we're all very used to hearing. We're used to seeing the same type of thing on our TVs, but we're used to hearing the same type of thing on our podcasts. And like I think that all the independent podcasts here especially are just giving you something completely different. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, if you can give one piece of advice to any up-and-coming woman podcaster, what would it be? Ooh, I would want to say have fun. I think it's super important to whatever that you're recording, whatever you're talking about, that it is something that you really like, something you want to talk about, because that's what's going to keep you up in the morning when you're editing. Um, have fun like this is a fun process enjoy this type of work because for someone to hear your voice is very personal it's very real it's very intimate yeah. so like enjoy that process yeah. yeah I would say like trust your voice that it's needed out here that nobody has a perspective like you do and that it's important for you to put yourself out there like people are going to find your show they're going to relate to it they're going to connect to it and then you're, you're going to find your audience so just like trust that trust the power of your voice Oh, real quick. I also want to say consistency. Yes. Oh. Yeah, like, up, like, if you say you're going to upload every Wednesday, upload every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Damn, consistency is key. Consistency is key. key. There's so many amazing podcasts. I'm just like, damn, I love this podcast so much. Yeah. And then they stop. And I'm like, no. And then they come back. I'm like, okay. And then they love. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's so a lot of work, and I think people don't realize. It's like, a lot of you work. You gotta it's put work, work into it, so you gotta commit to it. Yeah, commitment, consistency, and trust your voice. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank Bag you. Bag so ladies much. in the building. We're at Pod at NYC Live. It's your girl Fly from Brew Thoughts Podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to say a huge shout out to Queen and Jay for the good vibes. Shout out. Um, the vibes are super high in the building. Yeah. Shout so, out to the um, Henny and Coke. First things first, I want to <laughs> introduce yourself, your podcast. So this is Diamond Styles from Marshall's Play and <laughs> Z from Marshall's Play. <laughs> so what is your podcast about? Tell me everything. So our podcast is about pop culture, black feminism, um, everything from a black trans perspective. We have two black trans women and a black trans man sharing our perspective, just giving everything from our, you know, just from our point of view, because yeah. from the two, in 2016, when we started, our, our podcast launched in 2017. In 2016, we was hearing a lot of people talk about bathroom issues. We were hearing... Oh, yeah! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We were thinking about... It was... They were only... When they had a mic in front of a trans person's face, it was usually a white trans person. Hello. <laughs> it was usually somebody talking about bathroom when that is really not our tea. Yeah. We, bathroom is a is a is an issue, but... We got bigger and bigger things to fry. <laughs> we have bathroom. 
we have housing, we have health care, we have so many things in the black trans community that needs to be talked about. Wow. And so when you put a mic in our face, we want it to be a black person because we're Hello. the most marginalized. Mm-hmm. So we decided to start a pl- podcast to share our experience. And wow. that's why we're here. And it's amazing that you touched on health care. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I don't think, you know, I have trans friends that I hold very dear to my heart. Um, my life would not even be anything without them to be Thank quite you. honest with you um all my best friend are gay men all my best friend are trans men and women right um they are the most honest the most sympathetic they're the godparents to my children come on um so when you talk about health care and housing and like relationships and uh, like white america and love and um why do you just life just life but they celebrate white trans people yep like, example, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the L Word. Right. They talked about the, um, one of the characters was a trans woman, to, trans man, right? Right. And that is, like, normalized in the white community. They accept it. But I feel like in our community, in the black and Latino community, it's so hard to accept. So how do you think your podcast is changing that narrative? Well, I think just us being visible can change a lot you know what i mean yeah just find a community within ourselves like even on instagram some of the smallest instagram or facebook that goes a long way and with our podcast we have so many people that we inspire you know what i mean like so many different people be like yeah i got a trans brother a trans sister or a trans cousin and just hearing they they can relate like the trans folks that's in their lives, they can relate to the problematic thoughts that we have in ourselves, like the problematic transphobic thoughts that we have even. So we all unpack it together within yeah, the podcast. Right. You yeah. can hear it. That we like, oh, I don't know, that's a little transphobic, don't you think? And we all just break it down and then we all just realize, yeah, we have a lot of decolonization we have in our that we need to bring it within ourselves Absolutely. too. Absolutely. So Really, our podcast just helps decolonize us, if you really think about it. Okay. And one of the things that I I, I feel like we've always been here, when we talk about the LGBT community, when we we talk about ancestors like Bayard Rustin, when we talk about March's Play, which is our namesake for our, our podcast, when we talk about people who have been around... Francis Thompson, um, so many people that was a slave. <laughs> Francis Thompson was a slave. Okay. A trans woman slave. When you think about transness, you don't think about slavery. You don't. Those things you don't. Come together. But this was a, Francis Thompson was a slave who spoke at the Memphis, who was a part of the Memphis riots. She was raped with a cis, cis woman. They were roommates and she was raped by white men. You get what I'm saying? You don't think about these stories. Oh, my God. Actually, she was actually the first trans woman to speak and testify against these men in Congress to talk about the shit that we was going through. So we've always been a community. So what I wanted to make sure when I created this kind of platform is that our, our voices were erased. Our voices, we know that we were in community with black women. Yeah. We weren't in competition with them. Ooh. We know that we are we are those girls. Why is that 
is so important. We are in community with them. We are building community with them. They are our sisters. We are their sisters. We are their brothers. This is what we do. This is what we have been doing. <laughs> and so for me, being in community with people like T with Queen and Jay, Queer Walk, um, Bag Ladies, and Interhole Uprising, being in community with these people is harkens back to what I know that our sisters were doing back in the day. Yeah. Being in community and help each other build and survive, because that's all we could do. Mm. And so for us, having a podcast that shares our experience and and just put our perspective out there, it just is we stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm. And that's how we see the future future. Wow. So how has your podcast, what has been the impact of your show? God, just now on the <laughs> just now on the dance floor, somebody came up and was like, oh my God, I have the language to use to explain it to my children. Mm, you feel what I'm saying? Here. I have the language to use to explain it to my children. I have, um, you know, just when I'm talking to my uncles and my aunties and shit at the fucking Thanksgiving dinner, I have the language to use to be able to get their ass out of the fucking antiquated, backwards-ass thinking Hello. to be able to fight them and have the language to do it. And so for me, just hearing that is is so much affirmation mm-hmm. to let me know that the work that I do is worth it. Mm-hmm. Though I'm not getting paid tons of bucks for it at this point, it still lets me know that it's making an impact. Yeah. So what was your story? I mean, what's your name? I'm sorry. I'm Z. Z. Mm-hmm. How was your, your story? I'm always, you know, I think that when we think about um, transgender, right, we always think about the male to female mm. and I feel like right because right? they because we're we objectify women Ooh. and so when we because we objectify women Trans women from male to female are objectified. They get more shine because, ooh, you're going from the man. You're letting go of your patriarchal privilege and coming down to the woman's level and blah, 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 blah. And you got these breasts and we got this body. And, oh, my God, let's put this on a pedestal and put this on shine because we objectify women. That allows the men in our community to be silent because we put them on a pedestal. So one of the reasons why I brought a black trans man into the fall is because I didn't want them to be silent. That's so, what I'm saying. Boom. Yeah, that's that's like, exactly. How is your story? Like, yeah, it's just important for me to just put it out there. Like for me, even when it comes to like the uh, like abortion rights, like something as simple as that. It's a lot of trans men that actually want to carry. So I feel like we could be included in that conversation if we choose to be just something like that or just talking about um, sex ed or, you know, like all the effects that testosterone has. And if that's something you choose, like it's important that we bring up, you know, our perspective on stuff. So I try to be as open and honest about what I like sexually, what I just, it's something simple like that. What I my place in the world, like in right. a patriarchal world, um, how it affects me socially. And like, it may be small and like, oh yeah, I'm going into privilege, but it makes a big difference to where me, I see that my, the importance of my role now in a patriarchal world is to be more honest and open with that privilege. So for me, I have to come to Mia and her uh, and Diamond and you know try to get different perspectives on how I can help you know what I mean within the community and with just with cis women too 
and like my background, I can kind of have an idea of how I can help, you know, change society by going into like places with men, like cis men in general, and like kind of like, no, no, I'm going to correct you on that. We're not going to keep, you know, having these problematic views. Right. That's more so of my stance. You know what I mean? Right. Wow. And give these cis men a fucking example of how to not to be trashed. <laughs> can we give them an example of how yes. manhood can be, how masculinity cannot be toxic. Exactly. How masculinity can be loving and and just just man manly and just amazing. <laughs> we don't wow. need to have toxic masculinity anymore. We can have masculinity expressed in a way that is loving and uh, and nurturing and an example to, for all men to be. Like yeah. we don't have that those kind of examples. We do have some. some. You know, I don't want to trash everybody, right, right. but we do have some. But just but just showing them how masculinity can be expressed in a way that affirms women, that keeps women safe, that makes women feel loved, that makes women feel valued, that does not put them on the bottom, <laughs> that does not add to the statistics that says that black women, the leading cause of death is intimate partners homicide. That is the leading cause of death of, of black women. So in order to be able to take, to take care of that and to solve that problem, we have to have examples of masculinity that are loving and, and just special in a way. And so I think that trans men do that. I think that there are cis men that do it. Yeah. I think that there are men that are out here that are really examples of that, and we wanted to basically showcase that. Wow. I am so inspired. <laughs> so one piece of advice to anyone who is transitioning, finding their voice, um, and I say that because I have a 13-year-old son who I do believe is going to be a gay man. Um, and I always try to encourage him to use his voice and, like, feel free to talk to me. So any piece of advice for that 13-year-old woman who wants to feel she's different and 13-year-old young boy who feels like he's different, what would you say to them? I'm sorry. What would you say? What would you say to a 13-year-old? 13-year-old. Oh, my God! Ooh. <laughs> it's for me, it's you're not alone Ooh. because when I was 13, I felt alone. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're not alone. You got people. You got community out here. And don't think that the cis folks are not your community. There's some problematic cis people, but there's some people who will accept you and love you for who you are. Do not feel alone. That's number one. Um... Because you come from an era that I do not come from, you come, I'm a, a little bit older, but, but because, you know, I'm an OG. Okay. <laughs> but because, because you come from a new era, there's so many platforms, so, yeah. many, so many ways for you to use your own particular talent, whether it's podcasts, whether it be anything that you are into, whether it be art, acting, whatever you are, whatever your talents are, be, be, be strong and steadfast in that you are meant to be there. Your talent is meant to be shown. It, You're not alone, and you can fucking amaze this world, and you have everything that you need. You are enough right now. Ooh. Do not think, even within wherever you are in your transition, yeah. you are enough right now. That's powerful. <laughs> For me... Your very existence is a revolution in itself. Yeah. And you living in that truth is a revolution in itself. 
Yeah. And cis women are not the epitome of womanhood. And cis men are not the epitome of manhood. You define your manhood and you define your womanhood. Yeah. And if you decide you don't fit in that, you don't have to fit in that. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let us know one more time your podcast where we can find you on social. Marsha's Plate. That's M-A-R-S-H. A-S-P-L-A-T-E, like Marsha's plate, like a plate of collard greens and yes, chillings uh-oh. and cornbread <laughs> and hog miles. We yes. southern, so we like country shit. Yes. And if you're vegan. If you're vegan. <laughs> then, you know, vegan fried chicken. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you vegan? Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Enjoy the vibe. Thank you. And thank you for what you do. I truly, thank truly you. appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you. All right, so we're here with Bailey from Minds Over Melanin. So welcome to Pod and Life NYC. Thank you. So let everybody know your podcast and what it's about. So my name is Bailey. My podcast is Mind Over Melanin. And my profession is a mental health therapist. Ooh. Yeah. And so the podcast is based in empowering and informing people through awareness. The objective is to end the stigma of mental health and mental illness in the black community and other communities of of color. So um, every episode, we just, um, I provide statistics, historical facts. I usually do an interview and then after I do the interview, um, I just provide a, a therapeutic solution that you can use throughout life to just advance your level of functioning. So wow. that's the big thing, yeah. So what, I mean, I know your profession is all about mental um, mental health. Yeah. health. Yeah. So was that the sole inspiration for your podcast or was it any personal experience, of friends, family? Both. <laughs> so um, I experienced a lot of life. Um, I've lived in four different cities, Chicago, Atlanta, Las Vegas, and New York. Wow. And um, I started college when I was 16, so I just started adulting very early. Wow. I've been married three times. Girl! What's your story? You need a book. A podcast? You need to write a book. That's what it was. So everyone kept saying, you need to write a book. And I was like, I really don't have a, t- book, a time for a book right now. And then podcasting came about, and I was like, I have time for podcasting. It's like a, a hour or two a week, or even less than that. And I was like, I can do this. Yeah. So I embraced that journey, and um, I probably will have a book at some point. But um, the objective was just to touch as many people as possible, because I do therapy. But I'm helping one family at a time, you know? And I was like, I want to help, like, multiple people on a larger scale. And that's the objective. And I'm getting there. The podcast, um, it'll be a year and a month. Ooh, congratulations. And I was actually inspired by T with Queen and Jay because I was like, oh, okay, I like this podcast. I can do this. So... That's what That's it is. That's amazing. Thank you. So what has been, I know that you want to help more people on a larger scale, right? So what yeah. has been the impact of your podcast? Do you see the, because sometimes when we're podcasting, you know, we have listeners, 
a lot of people don't write to us. A lot they of people don't, they do don't, they, you know, so we don't really know, like, who's listening? Is it effective? So when you do get that feedback, how is it? So a lot of people, like, the, the feedback that I've been getting is, like, can you talk to this group of people? So it's opened up a new um, arena of, like, uh, public speaking. So I do a lot of public speaking. I do at least two to three event, events every month. That's awesome. Just for um, just for public speaking, because someone hears the podcast and they're like, they might not hear this podcast, but I want them to hear you. And then I get more followers just from that. So, I mean, it's been amazing. And um, I didn't identify that I wanted to be a public speaker. But the transformation is great, and I'm, I like it. I like that, and I think that group, the group therapy and public speaking um, achieves the objective that I want, just touching more people in different places. So It's so amazing um, that you said that because that's – I have a podcast. It's called Brew Thoughts Podcast, right? And it's a lifestyle talk for millennial black women, and I touch on – self-development, living essential, mindset. Um, I'm a single mom of three kids. I feel a collaboration. And my dream is to be a speaker. I feel like that's my calling. So, but I always was like, I'm going to start with a podcast because people come to me for advice naturally, even though I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. Okay. So, I want you. I want to talk more about your speaking, and I know it helps other people. What does it do for Bailey? So, the difference between it's it's kind of what you said earlier, right? Like the podcast. I mean, the listeners to podcasts don't always respond. Yeah. But with public speaking, I get that live interaction sure. with people. And when I tell when they find out I'm a therapist, they pour their heart out to me, like right there and there. And that, I mean, it it makes me feel good. Like my why is to help people. My why was to help people in podcasting. My why is to help people in therapy. My why is to help people in public speaking. So it feels good that I have the opportunity to help people, and it's happening in live time. So. That's the benefit. Wow. So where do you see your podcast or your career in public speaking in the next, like, year? Well, right now, my biggest focus is, like, monetizing because I really want to make this sustainable so that um, I don't have to rely that much on individual therapy. And I can do public speaking and I can do coaching I've actually started advertising coaching. Hell yes. I was just going to tell you, girl. And one thing that's really important is that black therapists are very limited. And therapy in general is inaccessible due to the um, the cost yep. or the location. Yep. So I started advertising coaching, quote unquote coaching, because I'm like, I can I can present that at a lower cost. Than that hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. So my coaching actually starts at thirty dollars to fifty dollars an hour. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge. Yeah. That's a huge savings. And for the information. Yeah. 
because even with uh, insurance, you're paying about thirty to fifty dollars okay. to see a therapist, plus your premium. Lord have mercy. So if you, I mean, I hope that everyone has insurance. Yeah. But if you don't have insurance, you still have access to me. Right. And that's what's important. Yeah. So. Because mental um, health in the black community, especially black women, we don't. It's a white thing. Like white women be like, ah, I'm gonna go see my therapist. But for us, we feel like it's so taboo. You want to know what's crazy? We we embrace therapy the least, but we're the most stressed. And that's it's the truth. We're the most stressed. Yeah. I have so many times said to myself while I'm at home, like I gotta talk to somebody. Yes. Because it's too much. Yes. Because we are dealing with everything that everyone is dealing with, uh. on top of sexism and racism there's not and we we don't typically we don't have the privilege of white passing yep so you're really dealing with both because there are hispanic women that also deal with that but there are some hispanic women that can embrace white passing we cannot nope nope you just can't my god and so we need it more than any other group Period. Me too. Any other group. Black men, white women, we need it the most. It's so, it's just like, it's so important. Like, what you're doing is so important. Thank you. Because it's like, even for my black daughter, like, she's five. I'm but, a six-year-old. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, I have to be careful how I speak. Yes. How but, I act. Because you're being conscious of what your parent like what how you were parented right yeah. you're like this impacted me in this way yep. and i don't want to pass that on to my daughter because you live with that but that comes with a level a level of awareness there are women black women who don't even have that level of nope, awareness i see it all the time and we're just passing on that generational trauma from one family to the next you know i see it all the time and i'm like even like when I see my family who has kids, I'm like, why are you talking to her like that? Let me tell you something. I've like been in a discount mall in Atlanta and I've seen women talk to toddlers like, bitch, hurry yes! up. Bitch, bring your, like what? That's when I was like, I got work to do. My work, my I got work goosebumps. Is not done. I got goosebumps because my work is not done until I don't see that anymore. It's so crazy. Like you call it little three-year-olds, four-year-olds, bitches and hoes, and talking about their hair. So, like, I had to correct one of my I, family I members. Had somebody on the bus tell me, like, "Oh, I don't like nappy hair." A Hispanic woman, yeah. and that's not. A, I'm not trying to highlight that because a black woman could have did the same right. thing. Right, right, right. But it's just like for real. It's something else. It's, it's sad. And then these are the women that are raising people that our daughters got to deal with and be around. And men they got to date because yeah. they're doing it to their daughter, doing it to their sons, too. Yeah. So my, my objective, like I said, was to empower so that you don't feel like success and winning is proximity to whiteness. Oh. That's not what it's about. Yeah. I'm winning all on my own. Yeah. Regardless of my the color of my skin, regardless of what I accomplish, I'm winning. Yeah. 
regardless of what white person validates my career or my, my check, I'm winning. Yeah. And that's what every that's what I want every listener to embrace. Oh my God. Bailey. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let everybody know where they can find your podcast, your social, everything. So my website is mindovermelanin.com. You can take advantage of all the services that we talked about, whether it's public speaking, whether it's coaching. Um, if you want to help sustain the podcast, you can become a Patreon, I mean a patron at patreon.com mindovermelanin slash mindovermelanin. Um, and my, my Instagram is mindovermelaninpod. So please go follow me and, you know, join the journey of becoming empowered and informed through awareness. I love y'all. Peace and love. Welcome to uh, Pot and Live NYC. Um, so, I'm Fly. I have a coffee business and I have a podcast. It's all about self development. It's called Brew Thoughts Podcast. So, I want you to introduce yourself, tell me all about your show, and then we're going to jump right into it. Okay. Well, my name is Robert. And my name is Daniel. And we're, we're Grizzly, Grizzly Kiki. Kiki. <laughs> we tried I'm to say that. I'm loving it. <laughs> so, tell me all about your show. Do you want to go? So it's a little difficult to describe our show right now because we're sort of going through a change. Um, we used to do uh, recaps of the show RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> That's my fa- Listen, we can stay in here for hours. Are you Are you watching the current season? I The current season I am not watching because okay. I'm, God. I'm over it. Thank God. I was kind of over All Stars, but whatever. Uh-huh. That's a whole different moment. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Keep it that way. Please. Really? You're, yep. We, we, what is yeah. going on? We re- we've been doing this for five years. And we have been recapping since season six. Wow. And we stopped recapping mid-season 11 because we just, it, it made us too upset to recap anymore. It's, with the sh- it's basically what the show does to drag. So our love is with drag yes. first. Okay. Yes, and, and not Drag Race. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Let's because, make that clear. Because yeah. Drag Race is not drag. I agree. Very, so very important. Our new format is sort of in flux. But we kind of just talk about things that are important to us, like um, the episode that we have coming. So our episodes come out on Wednesdays. Nice. Um, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere yeah. where, you know, where the other podcasts live. We live there, too. Okay. Um, and uh, we are in the process of doing a series on the, um, the show about camp that is at the Met and talking about the Met Gala. Uh, yes. Yes. I have so many... Mm-hmm. So our, our goal with this upcoming series <laughs> right. of episodes is to look at camp through a critical lens, talk about what camp is based Hello. on Susan Sontag's article uh, essay, which is what this show is based on. Susan Sontag. Is that what I said? You said Sondheim. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't know she was one of the Sondheim <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Uh, through Susan Sontag's art, uh, essay, uh, Notes on Camp, which is what inspired the show. So that's kind of our latest um, series of episodes. So we're looking at the article itself and the looks at the Met Gala and how they fit or did not fit the theme. And right. then uh, we're going to do a review of the exhibition itself. Ooh. And also looking at it critically because... That's one thing that we really focus on is looking at 
how things are centered, uh, or rather in terms of this exhibition, is how it centers queerness yep. in terms of developing the idea of camp and what it has become. And then from there, we, we, we plan on looking at um, camp and movies and pop culture and kind of doing a, a series of that as we lead up to Pride Month as well. Right. Ooh. So before our, our current transitional period, we also uh, focused on creating an, an archive of oral histories of queer performers. And up to today, we've interviewed over 150 performers. Wow. And done, you know, essentially asked them where you're from, what's your inspiration, um, how does your family feel about it, right. y- you know, and, and we essentially out, we, things we like that. We started interviewing drag queens because they don't, we don't really get to hear their voice yes. unless yeah. they go on RuPaul's Drag Race or wow. they're yeah. hosting a show. And so we figured, let's, let's hear what's behind the persona that they're putting that they're putting on mm-hmm. and you know they're entertaining our community absolutely so it's important to do that but I would love to know about your thoughts about the Met Gala because your face lit up when you brought it up I want to know everything well I'm gonna be like I'm gonna I'm gonna just put this out there I was raised around gay men is, okay. that, is that like politically okay to say of course okay. yes uh, my mother's best friend was a drag queen so I grew up Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up around, my mother will have drag shows. And we're talking about, I was, my God, I'm 31. I'm talking about, I was seven, eight. My Where did you grow up? In Newark, New Jersey. Yes. Oh, she's from New Jersey. Yes. I'm from Teaneck, New Jersey. So yes. my mom yes. will have drag shows in her house. Stop. And I was seven, eight. Yeah. So like, I have kids. My kids, um, godparents are gay men. Like, I do not play. So um, I, I have these ones because I just... I don't know where and I would I'm, be. I'm sure because... But he's gagging! He's like, what? <laughs> I mean, we're both thinking, like, that's the childhood we wanted, right? That's amazing. So, um, I'm sure yeah. you understand because you were around yep. gay men from a young age yep. and also drag performers yep. from a young age. Mm-hmm. You understand how simply having those people in a child's life yep. normalizes it completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, that's so, so important. What really upset me about the Met Gala, for me, I was like... There was no re- representation of the originality of camp. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Period. That's where and we were. And Mr. RuPaul and I even decided to not show up because she didn't, because she did not want to pay to be put in drag. And th- and that's the thing. It's like we get it. You have to pay for this. But unfortunately, she is the face it's of what drag is, and, and did not mo- bother she to show has up. The money. I mean, think about it. If I were if I were uh, invited to the Met Gala, I wouldn't want to dress up, but I would absolutely do it because I want to show. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible because at the end of the day, you're basically proving to this white woman who's important at some museum, uh, not a museum, <laughs> but a magazine, yeah. that you were worth the invite. But playing that game for just a second. Of course. I would do it. But I would absolutely it, do it and be like, I, I want to secure my invite for next year. Yeah. Of course. And the thing is, it's like, it is sent, this exhibition is so important because it is centering queerness in a way that this museum and, and this particular department in, in, has never done before. Yeah. And so, and, and, and as, as somebody who works in the arts and has worked in the arts essentially for my entire life, yeah. it, the, the the presence of queerness is one that, that cannot be divorced from the arts. Oh, it is not. And it's essential anything. from and anything, really. Even though, even though most people would love to do that. 
I just, I can't, I can't take, if it wasn't for queer men, mm-hmm. there would be no Beyonce. Mm-hmm. There would be not, not, nobody. Yep. Yep. Because they're, they're doing her dance moves. They're her stylist. Every, the mm-hmm. entertainment business would not be anywhere without, without gay yeah. men. So when they did the, the camp at Met Gala, I'm like, yeah. where's RuPaul? Yeah. Well, he was there. And he and was there. The thing about the He the, was there in a zebra outfit. The bigger but not thing, but not the monster. The bigger thing about RuPaul is that to to a lot of mainstream America, RuPaul is a symbol of queerness. Yes. So mm-hmm. for RuPaul to not show up in the form that we all came to know him by, yeah. it's it 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 takes away from yes. the specialness of that moment and the visibility. I, am, I agree. And it's well, but, but, but we had know. people like Lena Waithe with her beautiful I, jacket. Yeah. Oh my I god. Mean, the, Which was amazing. Which is a beautiful amazing. moment in representation. And we need more Period. people like Lena Waithe who are going to she's not she doesn't care about what people are going to think mm-hmm. of this yeah. jacket. She's doing it because she understands the importance of it. Yeah. yeah. So wow. Well, and it's yeah. really important to take up space. Absolutely. You know, and it's something that I think Lena Waithe did, that people like Janelle Monet and Lupita Nyong'o did, was that they took up physical space. Yes. It's not just about being present. It's about being present, you yes. know, in, in a three-dimensional way as well. And embracing queerness, and, and that's what we try to do as well, is try to be intersectional. Yeah. And also, you know, and, and again, we're, we're in a period of transition, but it's also give a voice to those people who in in terms of, of drag queens which are our roots that have are, are beloved by our community and and looked at as as inspiration but are not respected right and why do you think that is well the thing is it's you know when you invite a queen or, or when you hire a queen to perform in your bar and you pay them fifty dollars when they have spent far more than that to come to come to you Right, probably in cab fare alone. Just their foundation. And, yeah, and, and yes, foundation they can take can they can take the that. train, yeah. but they don't feel safe. Right. Okay. And so that's kind of our our, our, our roots are are in that as a podcast is um, trying to highlight that that there is a a person underneath all of that artifice, and that artifice is not always artifice. You know, it is right. a manifestation of. Who you want to be, who you are, yeah. and, and your creative inspiration, truly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that's what we 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 try to bring to our listeners and on social media, and uh, we're going to be bringing back, you know, more more people, more yeah. queer people, kind of across the spectrum as we we kind of redevelop the way we do things to not just talk about them spell themselves, but also to discuss, you know, various topics and matters that. We think are important because a lot of times it's ignored, you know, in, in terms of, you know, how people of color have contributed, how, uh, you know, trans men and women have contributed yeah. also. Because, uh, and it's a term that you used earlier, it was gay men. And it's like, yes, gay men. But behind all of that, there are all of these other people within, within the queer community that go unrecognized right yeah and as much as people want to think that or or say that things are getting better and that things are more liberal and more accepted it's really not true in terms of the mainstream i i I think that um you know people are being marginalized more than ever because 
we have fooled ourselves into thinking that there is widespread acceptance when there really isn't. Do you think uh, Drag Race has made that uh, uh, make 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 it seem like oh oh absolutely oh, absolutely Drag Queens on Drag VH1? Race one yeah. Drag Race, it, it's... Um, it's funny because when it moved to VH1, it became more straight mm-hmm. in a way. Like, the fact that they have to... You know, the Drag Race has this this after show called Untucked. What happened and to the Untucked? Fact, the fact that Untucked has to be explained it has to a sub-titles. straight audience with subtitles. It's silly. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. You know, we, we've had... We had... Um, I think it was like Behind the Runway, that Project Runway used to do. It was yeah. a show about the models. So we've seen this format before. There's no, there's no reason to have to explain it to a straight audience. The people who get it will get it, yep. and the people who don't, then it's not for them. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, and and one of the big things that Daniel was talking about is, um, you know, I'm grateful every day, and I feel like this is not normal for, you know, being a, a white passing cis uh, gay man. I feel like. I owe my, my, my feeling of safety when I walk out this building to trans people. And I feel like a, not enough cis gay men are looking at that. Yeah. So we're trying to bring, to highlight that and also, you know, continue the, the continue the, not legacy, that's a big word, but continue the history of, <laughs> yeah. of what we've been doing so far. In a, but framing it in a different way. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. I am so inspired. <laughs> I have to listen to your show. Please do. Please give us feedback. Yes. We would love that. So, what is up and coming for the podcast within the next year? What, where, what's up and coming for the podcast for the next year? Well, we plan on, like I said, we're doing this series on camp coming up. But we're also looking at... Um, kind of being more intersectional than we have in the past and now that we have uh, put Drag Race behind us <laughs> in, in, in terms of our content you know um, is that we are going back to our roots quite literally and bringing on you know queer people queer people of color more you know more trans people to talk about a variety of things be it you know uh you know how you how you navigate the world as a queer person in in spaces that aren't traditionally queer, like going to get your hair cut, or going to get a tattoo, or shopping, or the doctor. You know because that's also a lot of the concern in our community is you know when you go to your doctor. I mean, like me personally, when 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 Robert and I first met, and I went to my doctor, he's like, well, you know, we need to test you for AIDS. And I was like, well, it's not AIDS, it's HIV. And so it's like, okay, well, I, don't, I won't go to this doctor anymore. No. Because, right. you know, I was basically given a death sentence before I even got a test. Yeah. You know, just, just so that we could be responsible to one another. And so I feel like these are things that we're, we're going to try. To, we're going to try. Try. Because I can't promise that we will succeed. Right. <laughs> In navigating, because I, I feel like it's a, it's a learning experience for us every time we do a new episode, you know, and every time we have somebody new on is to, more than anything, um, respect them and give them the, the space that they deserve yeah. to tell their stories, to share their experiences. And so it's just in, in the next year to kind of um, refresh ourselves yeah. as well and um, really kind of get back to what... Our, our, our kind of core group of listeners came to 
uh, came to us for in the first place. Right. Truly. Wow. So yeah. Right. That's so and, amazing. And I mean, we're we're very grateful to Tea with Quinn and Jay for you know. Oh, absolutely. For, for this event, this is a beautiful event. And is this your first time here this year? This is our first. Yeah. Time. Me too. Yeah. And the vibes are so high. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. We, well, yeah, it's great. Well, thank you. Thank first you. Time, and I'm going to see your show. Let everyone know your show and where to find it and where to follow you on social. Okay. Well, we are Grizzly Kiki on everything. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's Grizzly Like the Bear and Kiki Like the Get Together that you have with your friends. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're also at grizzlykiki.com okay. as well. Yes, All and right. subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am at I Hate Vicky Villainous. And uh, tonight, your look was spectacular. But on the runway, it was more of a boo-tacular. Ooh. Meh. I guess I'll keep the larger black one. <laughs> And I'm Ari Kiki underscore hot mess on Instagram. <laughs> We're both drag queens. We talk a lot of shit. We like to drink a lot of booze. And what happens, happens. I mean, I mean. So you, you do drag? We're both drag queens. We are both drag queens. I actually have really? to. I have a gig We are here this. in Cod Negro. <laughs> yeah. We are so, here. Okay. So first of all, I was just um, telling my story or sharing my story. With the last uh, podcast, Chris, the that we, yes, yeah. we're like cousin podcast. Yeah, love. They're like our big sister. Yeah. So my story was, my mom. I grew up around drag queens. Okay. My mom. Where are you from? I'm from Newark, New Jersey. Okay. Oh yes, yes. My Feathers. Mom, huh? Feathers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. So hometown. I grew up. Yeah. Hello. What a reference. <laughs> <laughs> my mother's best friend. Feathers fly. Oh. Full circle. Hi, hello, hello, hi. Hello. My mother's <laughs> best friend orbit. was a drag queen, and my mother used to have drag shows at, at our house. Oh, wow. When I was like seven or eight. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Right. That's amazing. So that means you really do know how to color coordinate. Listen, <laughs> I know all and everything. So I was just talking to the Grizzly podcast. Grizzly Kiki the podcast. Grizzly yeah. Kiki podcast. And I was just like, I'm in my moment right now. Because there's nothing that I love more. Like, I mean, all my friends, everybody, like, gay men, queer men, drag queens are very dear to my Check heart. Check a box. We're all here. Yeah, We're here. They're very dear to my heart. So I'm so grateful to be in front of you in your presence. I'm so honored. Um, so tell me, like, how, why did you start the podcast? Like This bitch right here. Oh, shit. <laughs> We've known each other for about nine, ten years. Yeah. And people would, like... We'd, we'd all be out, outside talking shit, and people were like, you're really funny together. It's just, like, our natural chemistry of just, like, hanging out. Definitely feel the chemistry. Like, I don't know. Like, you ever you ever meet someone and know instantly that you're, like, good, good girlfriends? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> you can, like, scoot up and just, like, talk shit. And we, like, shade each other on a regular. <laughs> like, she's short, I'm fat. Like, it's, it's like yeah. Lauren Hardy. It's like a weeping willow, and I'm just there reading a book. <laughs> Do you um, ever have, like, gigs together? Yes. Actually, yeah. we have a gig in June together. Okay. We'll yeah. be at Stonewall Inn together in June. Okay. Uh, is that Pride Month? Yeah. No. Yeah, that, it's that's... a Pride Month riot. Oh, my God. I host a show at Stonewall every second Saturday. And so I have a couple of queens join me. She's going to be one of my queens. At the legendary Stonewall. Yeah. The legendary Stonewall. The legendary Stonewall. Stonewall. So 
How do you uh, feel about the current the currentness of Drag Race? Man, right? That's everyone's response. Like, yeah. no. I mean, the fact that, the fact that in this past week. RuPaul saw the drag lip sync for your life and was mad. Said man, and they left that on the cutting. Like they didn't cut that out. They left that on the screen, and you still pick a bitch. Like I was saying to you earlier, I like this is the most racially diverse season, and there is definitely going to be a white queen that wins, and I'm not mad about it, honestly. It's just been really, really, really interesting seeing how I've kind of tapped out of Drag Race this season, like. I remember being excited by, like, the personalities. Do you remember when fucking Asia O'Hara came onto the scene and the looks and the fashion, and you were immediately I'm gonna take you taken? Back. Of course. I'm going to take you back. Yep. Uh, Manila Luzon, her first season. Yes. Rob got her first season. Like, the iconic beginnings it's and like, not like share that needles Alaska yes. at the very beginning bitch we don't even have like a Sonique on this season there's nobody like bendable or flexible or like there's no. No I mean we have well, like, we have Evie but no she's bendable by default girl <laughs> she don't have no cartilage she don't have a choice <laughs> hello like <laughs> welcome the to the shape parade <laughs> as a huff and a puff and they blew the house down let's see so when does your show air? What days or what time? We record every Wednesday. And, and we, we drop air every, every Friday. Friday. Oh, nice. Yeah. So tell me, what has been the impact of your show? The impact of our show. People know our true motives. Yeah. <laughs> the impact of our show is like <laughs> more outlets that are also shady reaching out to us and being like, hey, girl. <laughs> We know you've got something shady to say. We've been We're very curious. Together for roughly about eight, nine years. Yeah. And she's always been pegged as like the evil one. Yeah. And I've always been the sweet and one. And black girl. It's but in reality, we're both evil Hello. bitches. And Hi. no one knows. <laughs> right. What's, what's your sign? I'm Vicky Villaness, and I'm like mostly like stoic. And I'm not even stoic. I feel like I'm very like campy. You're like, sexy, sultry. Sexy, sultry, okay. evil drag. She'll kill you in your sleep. Yeah. Oh. So I'll play. Very I'll Cersei. Be, I'll be both. If watching Game of Thrones, you like I'm Cersei. I'm both the serial killer and the victim. Oh, at the shit. Same That's time. dangerous. Femme you fatale. Know? Femme fatale. That is dangerous. Emphasis on the fatale. <laughs> Questionable about the femme. You know, we'll, you know, we'll work that out afterwards. Hello. <laughs> and what about you? And so mine is more like campy drag, comedy drag, slap chicks drag. I grew up with like... Lauren Hardy, The Muppets, stuff like that. I like being funny. If I can make you laugh and have a good time, then I feel like I've done my job. And the thing is, like, we're... I don't take myself seriously. Right, and, like... Neither one of us actually No, does. neither one of us. Oh, and, like, funny. I'm trying to be, like, sexy and sultry and mean and shit, but I'm a fucking clown. I'm also just as funny. Like, I'm also just as goofy, but it's under a very sensual mask. Her claws are just a little bit sharper than mine. That's yeah. about it. So what inspired the show besides, like, the chemistry and getting to know each other? What were you doing before the podcast? Drag in New York. We were just going around doing gigs and, um, uh, like, being, being hot messes in New York City, <laughs> honestly. And then uh, we decided to do the show... Uh, Literally on New Year's Eve, 
we finally decided to actually go live. That was our first episode. Yeah. If you go back and you listen, I think our very first, if you can find the first episode, and be warned, <laughs> it sounds like we recorded it through a dirty sock oh, into shit. a tin can oh, of uh, like the fucking Jolly Green Giant. No, not even the Jolly Green Giant, because he does frozen goods, oh, and we shit. weren't even on that level yet. <laughs> oh, we weren't shit. even there. But wow. it was rough. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think in reality, we felt like we... Uh, there was a lot of things that were happening in the world. Yeah. And I think it was a year after 45 got elected and had been in office. And the podcast kind of started out a lot, a lot more political. It was, a, it was very heavily political in the beginning. We very soon, very quickly discovered that we couldn't talk about politics Without on the getting, like, upset and, like, oh. you don't want to be bitter all the yeah. time. Like, there's no, there's nothing good that can come yeah. out of that. The lead about our show is that we're a comedy podcast. We're two drag queens, you know? And we want to, like, have fun and be funny about shit. But, like, you can't really laugh about what's happening in the news today. Yeah. So we figure other ways to navigate the, the system and what's going on. We, we, we try and be funny regarding other situations, hence the shade. We try, to, we try to be a bit of a distraction, a little bit of a takeaway from the real shit. We try to be drag queens. We do what drag has always done, right. in a sense. Make right. you feel we're, we're a little bit of a distraction. We make fun of the shit that's actually happening in the news. It's almost and like a sense of ther- like an essence of therapy. Yeah. yeah. Like even myself, I uh, listen to a lot of other podcasts throughout the day and I'll I don't listen to our show. <laughs> I don't listen to our show cuz I was there for the conversation. <laughs> yeah, so like I don't need to hear it again. But like I'll listen to like 15 minutes of our conversation and I'll like giggle a little bit and then I'll go back to the news. But like for like the regular person, for someone else who is just listening to our full rant, I feel like we're a little bit of an alleviation for That's you good. for the day. We need that. Also, we drink throughout the entire yeah. podcast. Yeah. So, so if you listen to the beginning compared to the end of oh, every yeah. episode, oh, yeah, you you can hear the you progression. That's where it's going. Yeah. yeah. And I and feel we're like, like empty stomach. As so. we lead into a, like we and we air on Friday, and as we lead into the weekend. We kind of just, like, give you a sense, like, we kind of make it okay to forget about all the rough shit that happened throughout the week. Hell yeah. And just come into the weekend jovial and ready to have fun. And you're on topic. You can talk about the things that have happened throughout the week with your friends. Yeah. But make sure it's all fun. Make sure it's all entertainment and funny. Yeah. It's just two raggedy bitches talking <laughs> shit. And, and we also pose a question every week to the audience. So we like to we like to have an interaction. A little bit of engagement. Yeah. You know, like we want Something to like... That you, like common ground we can all talk about. Like exactly. we recently asked about like your first piercing yeah. or your fast tattoo. Or which celebrity you think can't read. Right. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> right? Probably half the motherfuckers. See, I think read. I think Robert De Niro is illiterate. Probably. <laughs> yeah, Probably. I, I just think I just I mean, Probably. give white men no 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 right. freedom. Like like I don't know. Right. So you have a gig after this? I yeah. have a gig after so this. So let yes. people know where they can see you perform, your social and where they can hear your show. You want to go first? Um uh, you can uh, catch me. Uh, I'm going to be doing a new stand-up set at Fifty Shades of Gay at the Westside Comedy Club next weekend, and that's Sunday, May 19th 
at the Westside Comedy Club, you can check my social media I, at I Hate Vicky Villainess for further details. I'm kind of funny, y'all. Come check us out or come check me out. And if you would like to follow the Shade Parade, keep up with us, just go on over to our social media at Shade Parade Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find links to both the show, our website, and Your literally our merchandise <laughs> and everything else that we're doing, you know. Good. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Arikiki underscore hot mess. Same thing on Twitter. You can find me every Thursday currently at Jim Sports Bar hosting RuPaul's Drag Race down in the locker room. Same thing on Fridays. I host karaoke at Jim Sports Bar. Uh, 9 o'clock, no cover. Every first, third, and fourth Saturday, I'm at Phoenix Bar with a lot of McGriddles for a rampage. And every second Saturday of the month, I'm at Stonewall for Riot. Nice. Thank you so much for chatting with Thank you, you so much for having us. Enjoy the vibes. Get a drink. Uh, we're enjoying all the booze, baby. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. The booze, the boys, the booty. Okay. Hello. 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 <laughs> Thank you. That was my drink. the worst. So welcome to Pod and Live NYC. My name is Fly. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and podcaster. So introduce yourself and your show. Uh, yo, what's going on? Uh, my name is Comfy Cozy, uh, one half of the Run the Tape podcast team. I'm Uchachi. I'm the other half of Run the Tape podcast. Nice. So what is your show all about? First of all, Run the Tape, dope ass name. Word. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So what that. is your show about? Uh, man, uh, Run the Tape is really a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between amazing local artists and fantastic audiences that, that are really looking for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, we really want to show New Yorkers that homegrown talent, you walk past them every day. You don't know who they are. So it's really about highlighting not only... It's really about... Uh, it's really about not just highlighting what's going on in the macro, but also what's going on in the micro in New York. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, you go. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, am I? I think he, like, answered it all. He answered it all? Yeah, okay. he basically just give like, an opportunity to discover new artists. We also, like, try to tap into things that is not commonly seen in hip-hop. So we definitely talk a lot more about the rising of uh, women in hip-hop. Nice. To give a give an eye on that. We also try to like talk about things like that culturally impact hip-hop as well. And kind of talking about hip-hop not only as music but as a culture in general as well. You know, I think when it comes to hip-hop, first of all, I don't really listen to a lot of hip-hop podcasts but I need to because I'm a music head. And I think that when we talk about hip-hop we need the people in the culture talking about it. Absolutely. The ones that are listening to it. The ones that we live the, the shit they talking about. Yeah, right. So you know I gotta ask. You know I gotta ask. How y'all feel about Cardi B? I like her. <laughs> I do. I love her. I, I love her. Um, I think that... <laughs> I, just, I just remember it. I just remember how I feel about Cardi B okay, just now. Okay, okay. No, I, I love her. I think that... Um, so my take on her is that there's several parts of it. I think as an Afro-Latina, people try to um, discredit her blackness. Yep. 
despite the fact that she's darker and has kinkier hair than some of our who we accept as black um, also I accept her lane she's not a, she's not a lyricist um, she's not like uh, innovative in that yeah. way but she's entertaining that's where she and she accepts that as an artist she does and I've she doesn't she doesn't try to convince us of anything more and I think for that it makes it easier to enjoy her so like she's a personality and she comes off like that and then you know not only that her team is great so everything her team everything that she does is well done so I whoever I always say her team Fantastic. They snatched her up quick. They was like, oh, we already know. So And they do really amazing things with they her. Do. And they're very like particular they're very like they're everything they do is, you know, intentional. So yep. you know I agree. I enjoy her and I enjoy her for what she does. I don't expect anything more from her. I agree. How do you feel? Um I think that without I think that she's really ushered in this wave of women that are really vital and key to just taking over the industry as it is right now. Um, I think without, I think because of Cardi, I think Megan Thee Stallion has the fan base that she has now. I think that you have artists like Tink, Dreezy. Love Tink. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that without Cardi, there's no them, no. But I feel like she's kind of opened up the gates, gateway to investing in a female rapper. I agree. Before that was a problem, People would always say, oh, is she going to cross over well? Oh, is she going to be, you know, a symbol? A symbol for whatever you want her to be for. But now people are saying, you know what, let's let's take more chances. Yeah. So now you're seeing, um, she, she's both a great thing for the culture, but then at the same time, you know, just because of the position of power that she's chosen to be in, that doesn't mean I don't have expectations for her right. as a human being. Um, I, I wish that sometimes her decision-making and some of the things that she says kind of leaves a, a negative taste in my mouth sometimes. Yeah. But I also have to recognize and understand that rap is like wrestling. We said that on our show. Sometimes you have to play into the persona that people put you in. Oh. So whether she, it's not about all the time she wants to be in that box, but really what choice does she have? Because the markability angles come from that box. Yep. So she plays into it. She don't get the Pepsi commercial without the okay. She don't get all it's that. It's true. She don't get all it's that. It's true. It's true. You know, so I feel like everything that she's doing is systematic. It is. Before I kind of saw it as like being like she's not paying attention, but I think that she's hypersensitive to what she's doing, and I can respect her busy savviness. Yeah. I think I truly believe that she is busy savvy. She's very, um, yeah, she's very intelligent. And I think that yeah. um, and like you say, because she's a woman, because she identifies Afro-Latina, you know, people are like, uh, you know, but you got to respect it. You know, she out here making big moves and making bread. So, uh, you know what I mean? Facts. So, and, and opening up. She made all the moves that Nikki was supposed to make. She's like her, her. And it also has to do with like, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, and I don't want to discredit Nikki. Nah, but there's something hard. about Cardi who is like, I know there's a formula. And I know that I don't have the, all the clues to it, so I'm going to allow people to tell me, like, okay, this is what it is, and I'm going to try my best to work within it. But, you know, I think what it is, for me, from just being an outsider in, right, when I look at Cardi and when I look at Nikki, I feel like Cardi is more likable. 
Yes, because she's gracious. She's and, more malleable. Yeah, and I feel like when you're likable and when you're easy to work with, you get further. Right. Yeah, of course. People, people want to see, people want to eat. At the end of the day, it's all about making money. Yep. And, and somebody says, oh, I can make money off of you, with you, and I like doing it oh, because man. I like, I like, I like the dynamic. Like, it's a win-win for all it's parties involved. But when you have to deal with personality, when you have to deal with certain things, it can be a turnoff yeah. to wanting to pursue certain business uh, ventures with somebody. Yeah. Like partnerships. You be like, nah, like, I know that the bag is there, but there are a lot of unknowns that I don't know that I have to deal with. Yeah. And that makes me uncomfortable, and I may stay away from that. Yeah. I always said that also, I think with Cardi, was that Cardi, despite not maybe writing all her lyrics, is a very honest human being. Yeah. You've always known who Cardi is. Yeah. I was, I've been listening to Nicki since like 2007, yeah. 8. You know, we didn't know who Nicki was for years. No. We saw the personas. We saw the wild hair. Yeah. We saw the wild the makeup, the outfits and stuff like that. But we really didn't know who Nikki was. Yeah. And I think that that had a big part to do with I agree. like, you know, our ability to really connect with her. And I, I agree. I think Cardi had an advantage because she built a community before. Right. So people was fucking with her. I was following Cardi when she had two thousand followers. Right. Yeah, right. Like crazy. She had, so, she had a platform. Yeah. She had a platform of followers before yeah. she even Put out That's first why I song. say she's a personality. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we call her a she's rapper, rap. but she's a personality. She is, and she's a, you know, and that's where her like bread and butter comes from. Yeah, her being able to like relate to people as a personality to yeah. make us laugh, to be com- to have great comedic timing, and then to like express it through music. So I agree. So let us know where we can follow your show and when does it air. So um, you can connect with us on so all social media platforms. Uh, at Run the Tape Pod, Twitter and Instagram, uh, on Facebook as well. Uh, you can listen to the show on um, Spotify, Apple Music, Radio Public out of Brooklyn. Um, normally we, we air weekly. Um, <laughs> we're in the process of now doing live shows, so that's the reason. So that's kind of like taking a little bit of our focus away from the weekly uh, yeah, weekly yeah, joint. Yeah. But always pull up to our live uh, programs that we do. We just did one in April 17th, April 17th called Subject to Change. We had, um, man, we had Mano pop out uh, for a live interview, live performance from Quality. So it's all about really like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, the podcast is dope, but it's also about how can we create a community. Right. You feel me? So fuck, can I curse on this? Yes, curse. Fuck with us. Fuck yes. with us. Thank you so much for stopping by talking to me. No doubt, no doubt. Enjoy whatever's left of the live podcast. Get a drink. Yeah, (laughs) Okay? And I'll connect with you guys um, a little later. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. All right, what's going on? We're here back again at Pod and Live NYC. Let everybody know who you are in the name of your podcast. I am the original black man. I am the good brother. I am Reek. They can find me at the OG Black Man on Twitter and Instagram. And I was formerly on the clubhouse, but we had a little hiatus. So now I'm doing my own thing. Okay, so what is your podcast about? Still under construction. Oh. Under construction. Okay. So you said you were on another podcast? Pardon me? You were on another podcast? Yes, yes, yes. At one point in time, we were the He-Man Mayor's Club. Okay. Then we were the clubhouse. And now there's been a little bit of discombobulation. 
So as the discombobulation is happening, yeah, do a moment. So when is that launching? When is that launching? That is launching no later than this fall. No okay. later. So what is like your objective? Like what is the point of the podcast? From what I've gone, I've done podcasts for years. I want to say about four years now. And although it might be a small community, it is a community. And people really care about my insight on things. I'm long-winded. And I see things through a spectrum that the normal person doesn't see them. And I bring, like, analogies together that normal person wouldn't put together. So with that, and with my scope on the world, I think I... My point and objective is just to bring perspective. And I feel like I can do that beautifully. That's a That's dope. I love that. So are you based out of New York? Yes, Long Island. Okay, nice. So is this your first time here at Pot Live NYC? No, this is my second time. Nice. My first time I was taken aback because I was given terrible information about where I was. Um, Janicia was uh, help. She was talking to the person that handed our email. So the person that handed our email was a terrible communicator. So I came through like, yeah, I got this lanyard on. I don't know what the fuck I'm at, but I'm here because it's love. I now know about tea with Queen and Jay. Yes, I shout out about, to them. I do. I now know about Genesia. I know about now their program. I know what this represents. They're black people. This represent love. This represent unity. This represent culture. Yeah. Yes. Now that I'm here and I brought it back, I'm well aware of what the fuck I'm at, and I'm loving it. That's what's up. So I cannot wait till you launch your podcast. So tell me, why is it important for a black man to have a podcast? Not more so a black man, but a black man with perspective Ooh. and a black man with focus. Yeah. It, it's more so than just being black, you know? It's, um, I'm trying to find the words for it. A lot of times when you're in life, you'll blink, you'll just be 35, you'll just be 40. But lacking perspective and not being articulate what's happening to you as things are going on so people can see you as a beacon of hope is something that I'm very stringent on, you know? So due to the fact that I am a black man, a proud black man, my IG name is the OG black man. Okay. So I'm everything about being black. But I feel as though a lot of times everything that's being monetized by black is through the white spectrum of what could be profitable. As opposed to hearing it voiced black, curated black, and directed black. You understand? Yeah. And when it when it's like that, it's few and far between. Because even when it's voiced black and directed black, there's still that white outlier that oversees it just to make sure it's not black enough. That is so, so I'm not, true. I'm not trying to be a Afrocentric podcast, but I am a black man and a yeah. proud one. Yeah. So through my voice and through my perspectives, I believe I can, you can live vicariously through me through what I'm preaching and what I'm seeing and what I'm trying to verbalize. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not trying to be preachy because I'm a jokester at heart, but when you're listening to me, you're going to listen to something that's relatable. And which is what I'm all about. Wow. I mean, I think that is super dope. And I was um, talking to another uh, podcast, which was like a group of four young black brothers. And they said they had your same sentiment. Like, yo, it's not about being a black man podcaster. It's about being a man with vision and perspective and really telling our story with our voices. Right. And I'm black. And I'm black. I love that. I love that so much. So let everybody know where they can follow you, the name of your up-and-coming show, and the date that it's going to be launched. The name of the show, I'm locking in right now. It's going to be The Good Speak, The Good Speak Podcast. It's going to be coming out no later than September. Stay locked in with me. I'm going to be bringing you guys behind the scenes of what I got going on, if you're interested in what I got going on. 
And on Twitter and on Instagram, it's all one word, no underscores. The OG Black Man. The OG Black Man. It's me with a do-rag on and holla at me. Thank you so much for coming through. The OG Black Man on Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter. I got you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so we're back at Pot and Life NYC. It's your host, Fly in the Building. And I am here with another king, because there's a lot of brothers in the building. And it's so nice. It's so nice to have brothers in the building. Yeah. So introduce yourself. Hey, guys. We already spoke. But introduce yourself, yeah. your podcast, what you do. And y'all got to see this, brother. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. tell me everything me. about yourself. Oh, fudge. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. How G-rated can I get? Oh, you could whatever you want to say. I can cuss? Yep. All right, cool shit. Um, I just spent all this, like, whiskey. Pause. Let me take a sip real quick. Okay. What you drinking anyway? Straight whiskey. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm a whiskey drinker, baby. Uh-oh. So this is um, PJ Ryan, host, of, host and producer of... Highly Melanated Podcast, Willing and Waiting Podcast, and the Dear You Project Podcast. Three whole podcasts. Three whole ass <laughs> podcasts. Where do you even? What was I thinking? Three whole ass podcasts. Where podcast? do you find the time? There, there's, there's, there's a message out there that needs to be heard from different perspectives and yeah. different situations. And they all can't sometimes gel in one show. Yeah. So sometimes they need a show of their own. Mm. A way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. So... I know before I know we spoke a little bit off the mic and before podcasting you were doing your own thing, you know, working. But why podcasting when you could be like a model? <laughs> no, for I'll, real. I'll take it. I'll take it. Like, I used to. I used to. I, I'll take it. Uh, thank you. Like why? Why why did you feel like, yo, I gotta get behind the mic, I gotta create these shows, I gotta create these moments. Why? Here here's the truth of the matter. Years ago, I used to work for NYU Medical Center. The worst place I've ever worked. God, uh, rest in peace, NYU. Um, As a finance manager there, being the only black manager, being the only black queer manager, and I'm openly gay. You know, (laughs) I'm nasty. But, (laughs) you know, look, I, I am who I am. And I realize that corporate isn't it for me. The money, the pay, the great, all that. So on Juneteenth, two years ago, I quit. So that's 2017. And I knew that there were so many voices that's out there that needs to be heard. And the ironic thing about this, see, this is how everything comes full circle. Back then, when I first started wanting to start the show, there were only a handful of podcasts that I listened to. Mm. And T with Queen and Jay was one of them. Wow. You know, and that's that's how I got through my day. And I remember thinking, like, besides them being dope as fuck, as far as everybody else being dope as fuck, we as black folks are dope as fuck. Absolutely. And we don't recognize it. We don't talk about it enough. It's true. Look, I almost got a little bit lower just because we in the midst of others because we're in mixed company. But. Right. (laughs) <laughs> no, listen. I'm actually pretty like shocked, though. Mm-hmm. Not really, because they're always gonna be in our spaces. No, it, our spaces. I mean, they make what they make their way. Yeah, 
Um, but it's okay. No, it's not. But that's another conversation for right. a longer talk with right. more people. Right. In this present moment, it's it's beautiful to see all these beautiful black faces. Yeah. Black creatives. I, I never thought that I would. I, I wanted to do Highly Melanated. Wasn't sure what to do it, what to call it, um, who to have on as co-host if I wanted to do it by myself. For those of you who don't know, Highly Melanated is hosted by myself, PJ Ryan, my co-host, Blair Tate, Yushi, and Red, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Jeeves. We have a good time. Willing and Waiting is a show about po- about celibacy Ooh. from a male and a female's perspective. I host this with Blair on this show. She goes by JBT Dub, um, and I am always PJ Ryan, but you all can call me PJ. Um, and that's... That's an awesome conversation that needs to be had because there are people out there who, I myself included, for not now, not presently. Okay. <laughs> As I grab the mic. Um, season one, I was. And we, we both were. And we talked so much about the journey and what it really means to be celibate, why to be celibate, what's yeah. your reasoning. It doesn't have to be for religion. Jesus... Look, Jesus know my heart, but I'm fucked up. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm still learning how to be a, a right. good human being every single day. Oh, that's a gem. Um, but second season's going to be more focused on the guests. Because we since... Right? Hello. <laughs> that has been broken. As I take a sip. No more cobwebs, darling. <laughs> well, you know, why I got it? Cobwebs, goodness. Damn. Can you, like, layer that in cobwebs? Listen. Yeah. My nether region, not right. my re- not my weather region, oh, my nether region. Your nether, okay. <laughs> Honey, because... Anyway, but... Um, How yeah. was that? How was being celibate? Needed. Wow. That's the only I thing I can say. I felt that shit! <laughs> I felt that shit! Needed! That's all I can say. It was needed. Needed! And... Since during that time, I focused so much more. That was around the time when I quit and I started doing everything, acting, writing, producing full-time, creating these shows, being in rooms with beautiful black faces like this in beautiful black spaces. Oh, my. Low-key, guys, I'm actually narrating what I'm doing right now. I'm just looking at three, four, five white people who have invaded our space. All right, I'm sorry. Right. You'll edit whatever you need. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Yeah, yeah. But um, so that was needed. Yeah. And then the Dear You Project is, um, that's like my newborn baby that's like starting to really walk. Wow. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really happy about this one. Yeah. Um, all of them, I love, you know, it's so funny. We create these different shows and we feel that we know we want to have an impact on people. Um, but what happened? Oh. No, they're okay. just giving me my, my giving me my cues. Okay, um, we want to have. Let me learn. Look, I'm learning in this moment, y'all. I generalize a lot. Let me speak for me. Okay. So I've learned that for myself, I like to help other people, and we as Black folks don't really do that. Oh no. Or understand the need for it. I was just watching the um, the trailer for 
American Gods uh-huh. when he was talking about, and we had posted a clip of it. I don't know how much we can actually keep. <laughs> I don't know how far this going to go. Okay. You know, on one of the shows. I can't tell you which one. Highly Melanated, last episode that where we interviewed a city councilwoman running for president. I mean, running for city, a city council, running for city councilwoman. Okay. Let me take one more sip. <laughs> All right, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, because I ramble. Um, the third one is called The Dare You Project. And like I was saying, that's my baby. That It's just now starting to walk. I have people write anonymous Dare You letters to whoever it is that you want to write to. Um, I, I can't expect anybody to come on and write a letter and tell their story if I can't do the same. So I did the first episode, and I wrote my letter to Fear. And the fear of quitting my job, the fear of putting myself in these situations where I've, the, the, I never knew the power that we allow fear to have over Woo! our lives. When you learn to let that fear go initially, listen, you learn that it's so easy to just, isn't it? But it's hard. It is. It's a muscle you have to. You have but to yeah, work so, at, yeah. So for that one, I wrote my letter about fear. I have people come on. They write. I have, um, it was a lesbian couple, um, Umi and Oma, uh, Samantha and Naisha. They wrote a letter to the insecure little black girl. Um, some people wrote to their younger selves. Some people wrote to their older self. One, she wrote to her future, she wrote to her future husband before she met this man. Wow. She read me the letter that she wrote years ago. She is now in a relationship with this man she wrote. Manifestation, Manifestation is important. Is, listen, we could go on for hours. I know, I know, I know. So, I'm so much. let everybody know where they can find you and where to follow you on social right now. Um, highly Melanated. You can find... Okay, so Highly Melanated is Highly Melanated Podcast on G, on Instagram. Dare You Project is The Dare You Prod. The Dare You Project Pod on Instagram. Uh, Willing and Waiting is... It's a lot. Willing and Waiting is, uh, yeah, it's actually Willing and Waiting on Instagram as well. You can find them all on Instagram, on social media such as, oh, I've been drinking so much. You can find them all. <laughs> you can find them on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also stream them from my website, which is www.impjryan.com. Um, and yeah. Thank you. You can get them from anywhere. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So we're back. NYC, Pod and Life NYC. Listen, it has been such a vibe. Yes. Yeah. So shout out once again. I've been shouting you out all day. We got we got Queen. In the back to us. Actually, my name is Nikita. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out Queen. I'm Queen. I'm Queen. <laughs> with Queen and Jay for the vibes today. I have never been like in a vibe. So, let everyone know your podcast, your name, everything. Um, Well, I'm coming live from Wakanda. (laughs) uh, That's what this is. Right? Pod and Live is Wakanda. My name is Money from Queer Walk the Podcast. We are the insurgent podcast for queer women of color. We cover mental health, social justice, and my trash-ass dating life. So, girl. <laughs> so, and we're based in Syracuse, so we're upstate. Oh! 
Yes, there are podcasts, upstate, black podcasts, queer podcasts in upstate New York. Yeah. Dope. So, how did this podcast come about? Uh, well, it started because I had a Tumblr page for queer women of color. And I thought that it would be easier to do a podcast than to, like, respond to people's inbox messages. I was mistaken. But <laughs> it led me into this amazing community with, like, other queer women of color who are in podcasting. And, and also outside of podcasting are just incredible people and, like, encourage each other and, like genuinely encourage each other like they want to yeah. see you win yeah. and I've never been in a space like that before it's just it's, yeah. like the freedom and the love you feel from like the femmes and the women in this space is just incredible I agree and so yeah so it started as a blog and it turned into a podcast and it has definitely evolved but yeah that's amazing so what do you say like the impact of your show has been um, well, actually, on your community, your audience. Yeah, I think I've known that from coming to Pod and Live. I was just over there fighting back tears because somebody told me that they've been following Queer Walk since it was a blog um, on Tumblr. And just like back then, they were a baby queer trying to figure out language and just really needed to see brown and black women who identified in queer, queer um, community. And the fact that I created that space for somebody to see that. That's amazing. It's a, yeah. And, like, I ain't had that shit when I was younger, you know? It's like, and so, so the fact that I'm doing that, that it just means a lot to me. Yeah. How do you deal with people coming up to you like, yo, you, in, you changed my life. That's, that's heavy. So, that's heavy. So, thankfully, so my podcast is called Queer Walk, Queer Women of Color. So everybody know what it is when they click on it. And what's funny is like it's been the same in real life, like where I bump into listeners. I don't I don't just bump into people like on the train or walking down the street. It's like I'm at a black feminist conference and somebody will be like, I listen to Queer Walk. Or like I'll be um, teaching. I'm a therapist and I do like a mental moment on my podcast and I have people who have come to therapy because they listen to my podcast and they like I figured if you're a therapist then maybe I could give therapy a try so I don't meet listeners in like big random places and I think it's because the podcast is so specific um, and so that's been amazing it's literally for and by community yeah well I, I like that you said because it's so specific yeah and they always say there's riches and niches oh I like what? that boys There's riches. There's riches and niches. And niches. Yeah. If that's not a bad bitch bar. When is the shirt dropping? Hello? <laughs> I'm telling you. And it's just like, when well, you're like that specific. Exactly. that niche. Yes. You're you, intentional. What? It, it reminds me of yeah. Toni Morrison. Like when they would always say she could be a great American writer if she would stop writing about black people. Mm. And she's like, black people are great American art. Hello. You know? It's like. Nothing happens without us. Yeah, there's there's nothing limiting, limiting or like confining about folk being intentional. Yeah. Like I focus on queer women of color because if we're free, if the most marginalized are free, then everybody's free. Yeah. So I met somebody earlier who's like a dude who's straight, and he's like, I listen to your podcast, you know, or like straight women. There's something for everybody. 
because our we're in every community, you know, yeah. like every part of our identity overlaps with somebody. Absolutely. So there's something that resonates. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So why is pot and life so important to you? Oh my God. So first of all, like I said, I'm up. I'm <laughs> upstate. I'm upstate. Yeah. And I'm I'm one of 12 black people in Syracuse. Oh God. Um, oh God. It's very white. And just being in a place with black people, it just feels amazing. I, I think when I was younger, I really took for granted like what it meant to be surrounded around folks that don't make you feel other, that don't make you feel like a sore thumb that you you don't feel big in like bad ways or small in bad ways like to to not have people make fun of the way you talk the way you dress like to just be free in a space and i i'm saying free because that's what pot and live really feels like it's just like yeah, it does just open like possibility people out here trying to teach me how to how to network okay you, you know like building my yeah like i've never been in a place where somebody's like let me help you do this next level thing, you know? And, and they they want to see nothing but like growth for you. It's like, damn, that shit is lit. And you know, it's always fun when you around a bunch of people who are interested in like this really niche, niche thing that you're into. Okay. Cause I think podcasting is still like that. It's still small enough where people are like, what is podcasting? Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. let everybody know where they can follow you, your show, everything. Yes. So first of all, shout out to my co-host who couldn't be here, my best friend, Nikita. I am Nikita Alize. Shut up, queen. <laughs> at Afro Blazing Guns. You can follow the podcast. We're on all social media at Queer Walk Pod, P-O-D. And that's Walk, W-O-C, Women of Color. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. I am Melanated Money on social media, M-E-L-A-N-A-T-E-D, cha-ching. And like I that. am Afro Blazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, CastBox, everything but Spotify. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank it was so you. nice talking to you. Check, check, so, check, check. Yeah. Peace. Uh, dialect. Yes, ma'am. I love that. Thank you. Brunch thank you. and budget podcast. Brunch okay, and budget. so we talking we're talking food and money. So we talk about personal finance and racial economic inclusion. Brunch and budget comes from my wife Pam, who's uh, not here right now, because of reasons I cannot disclose publicly. Um, she's not doing nothing illegal, y'all. Right. <laughs> but uh, so it started off as her business. She uh, has she does personal finance over a meal and the whole idea is that you break bread and it breaks a lot of the barriers that come with talking about money oh yeah and the podcast started out as a way to promote her business i'm in the arts i've been a rapper and theater maker for more than 15 years now nice. and all my artsy friends were like hey can your wife talked about all this stuff brought her on an internet radio show they offered her a show and she said not unless i could bring my husband because I had a little music background. I also am a hip-hop educator, so I have a lot of opinions about commerce and how it reaches our people. So it began as a show that was to promote, and then it became this whole another thing where we talk about a lot of the realities that affect us in terms of finance. Yeah. We talk about banks, 
A lot of folks don't trust banks. Guess what? You shouldn't. Banks don't give a fuck about you, and they're here to hurt you. They don't. And but the uh, the thing of it is, is uh, see, I'm from the Caribbean, so I love to tell folks it's like I could go back home and live in the rainforest, but as long as I got me a cell phone and I want to buy a house and all of that, I have to deal with this system. Yeah. And we can tear down the system and all that, but we ain't torn down the system yet. So until the system is torn down, we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, so that's what we be doing. That's awesome. So why the name Dialect, which is a dope name? Yeah. So uh, I grew up in St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and I came here to be an actor. And when I would go on auditions, I'd be like, yeah, I did the audition for the part of Mikyushi and Amanko, and they didn't know where to put me. So I had to start yanking. Um, I'm mixed race. My mom is black. My dad is Jewish. So I've always kind of in between things. I've been a dialect of everything. And dialect is a very important thing when it comes to communication. Yeah. It's, it's the part in between. We don't understand that words don't mean much. Rhythm and tone are where we get everything. And words are the window dressing on top of it. You can tell someone who's from the islands by listening to the rhythm and the pace of their speech, not even their accent. So all of these things are very important, and, and that's basically my life's work as a creative and as an educator. So That is so dope. Thank you. Thank you. I, wow. I'm light-skinned, so, so I blush easy. Huh? I'm light-skinned, so I blush easy. So, you know. <laughs> so is this your first time at Pine and Life? No, this is my third time, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my wife Pam and Queen and Jay, we're on a uh, internet radio station together, Bonfire Radio, and that's where we met, and we've been I homies ever since. I know about Bonfire. That's my peoples. Oh, man. That's where I come from. I've known those guys 20 years. Yeah, man. They do great work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. TK yes. in the AM. Yeah. Of course. Conscious. I've known Conscious since 2001. I was at a poetry slam. Actually, this was 2000, because I know it was because it was pre-9-11. We was at a poetry slam in Harlem, and I got second place. And he walked up to me and was like, hey, you was going to win, but that one old white lady ain't like your shit. <laughs> and then we've been homies ever since then. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So how important is Pot in, um, Pot Alive NYC? It is so amazingly important. We don't, I mean, we don't really know who each other are. One thing about podcasting, it's kind of an isolating experience yeah. because you've got to do, I mean, you're remote and you're going out places or you're doing it in your studio. So you don't get to build a lot of camaraderie. In the music scene and the theater scene, we get to build more camaraderie because we're in each other's faces all yeah. the time. But here, it's much more of a digital space. Even if I listen to your podcast, I might not know who you look like or what you're trying to do in life. Right. So this is a great place where, like, I've been building with folks all around here. And every year, I love to come to build with folks about, like, what you really doing? The podcast is the beginning. But, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. And how could we do that creatively together? Wow. that's I mean, that's actually very, very true. And I was speaking about that with uh, Minds Over Melanin. And oh, it was yeah. Like, I love them. Yeah. And it's like. We have our audience. A lot of times our audience, they really don't communicate with us. They just hear us. Yeah. And they take whatever we say and they apply it to their lives and we motivate them. So when it's very a lonely, uh, podcasting is a lonely thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you think you're like, man, am I doing anything here? And then you'll get an email or you're running to someone on the street and they're like, I took this thing that you said and I put it into practice, especially with us and economic stuff, because we do talk about practical effects. We had on one of my favorites is we had on an IRS auditor who had to get audited because that's part of the job. And she told us the process of it. And it's scary, but it's not that scary. And that's really helpful to folks who've never been in that position before. Wow. wow. Uh, like, so that's it. But see, those are the type of conversations that 
we don't have that type of uh, we don't we don't get to listen in on those type of conversations. Exactly, and I think that's exactly. the that's the beauty of podcasting, especially when you have those connections and that reach to kind of bring that information to people who may not have you know accessibility to it. Ooh, so this gives me the opportunity to shout out our next podcast that we just started. Nice. Uh, we just put out the first episode. It's called Preach to the Choir. And it's me and my wife, Pam, and we're working with this guy, Diedrich Asante Muhammad. He's the chief of equity and inclusion at NCRC, this amazing nonprofit that does all this awesome nice. stuff. And basically what it is is all the stuff you know about the racial wealth divide, just living as a person, he's got the facts and figures and the stats to back it up. Oh. So we talk about how these issues affect and are affected by culture. Stuff like, you know Uncle Tom's Cabin, right? Right. Most folks don't even read it because Uncle Tom, that's a slur, that's a sellout, right? But if you read the book, Uncle Tom was not an Uncle Tom. He was a hardcore, badass black dude who died getting whipped to death because he wouldn't give up the location of fellow slaves. Wow. The minstrel shows of that time, the TV, they flipped it because white folks didn't want us to have that kind of self-efficacy yeah. and changed it to something that hundreds of years later is a slur. And we let that happen by not being able to talk to each other. Yeah. So the more that we can preach to the choir, we can know what to sing. So let everybody know where they can find you, your podcast, and your social. Yeah, we are on podcasts. Uh, you can go to the podcast network, Spotify, all those places. Brunch and Budget is the one podcast. Preach to the Choir is the other podcast. You can also check us at Race and Wealth, which is the first thing I started with Diedrich. And yeah, uh, we're very findable. My name is Dialect, spelled with a Y and a K because I'm an old 90s kid. Hey, all that good thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, so we're here back at Pine Alive NYC. Let everybody know your name and what you do. Hi, everyone. My name is Juju, and I am a podcaster of a little Juju podcast. I'm also a full-time medium, ancestral worker, spiritualist, witch, period. <laughs> oh, my God. Like It's a witch. So, okay. How did, how, how did that work out, being a woman, a black woman? Yeah. You know, we don't be doing... Because I'm all about, like, I'm Afro-Latina. My mother is from Cuba, Ooh. so we're all about Santeria. Nice. But my father is African-American. Okay. A pastor. So he like, uh-uh. Uh-huh. None of that Santeria stuff. So how did you get into that? I don't know. Every time people ask me, I don't know. I feel like my ancestors just called me into trying to figure out what else. What else is there? What more? can we do? How else can I connect with spirit? How else can I connect with my divine self? It just kind of happened three years ago. It was like, nah, boo. It's some other stuff you need to be looking into. And I did. I researched. I did my work. And then I built an altar and the rest is history. <laughs> so, do you like help people? Yeah. yeah. I'm a full-time medium, so I give readings full-time. I work with people full-time. I talk to dead people on behalf of their lineage full-time. <laughs> really? <laughs> to help people, yeah. How is that experience? It's rewarding. It's difficult because I'm, I get to interact with people's most intimate selves every single day. Um, and it's very powerful. And get to interact with people's ancestors every single day. And get to deliver messages that they felt in their spirit but weren't sure about. So I get to name them and confirm a lot of things that people feel. So I have the best 
work, the best job ever. It doesn't feel like a job. So you know I gotta ask you. Sure. Do you see anything weird around me? No. No? No, I feel very powerful ancestors around you, specifically a Congo spirit around you. A what? A Congo spirit. A Congo? A Congo spirit. What does that mean? A warrior. He's a male. And he don't play about you. He don't play about you. Oh my God, I got goosebumps! <laughs> he really? don't play about you. Very powerful. He has on green. And gold. He's old? Green and gold. That's what he has. Oh, green and gold. Yes. He don't play about you. I'm, I'm, my body is <laughs> Because I say that because, you know, I'm very, I feel like I'm very sensitive. Yes. To that. You have gifts. Right? You do. Acknowledge them and use them. You were given them for a reason. Yeah. To navigate this world. Use them. Use them. It'll be easier once you use them. Wow. Girl, you done shook, you done shook me up. <laughs> you done shook me up. So talk about your podcast yeah. and, you know, how, how has it impacted your life and yeah. your listeners? Well, my podcast is all about our ancestors. It's about connecting to our indigenous traditions. I always ask myself, what were my people doing before colonization? What were they doing? Who were they worshiping? What did they believe? What governed their day to day? And that's what I'm investigating. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the quote unquote magic. I'm talking about the medicine. I'm talking about how they used roots and herbs to heal themselves medicinally and also spiritually. So that's what I study. That's what I've given my life to. And it's changed my whole entire, like I quit my nine to five to do this work. Wow. And it pays all my bills even more than a nine to five could because I listen to my people. And so I'm always just like, yo, listen to y'all people, y'all. Like, they're here. Why do you think, like, black people especially, like, example, like my dad, he don't, it's so funny to me, like, Baptist people, church people, yeah. you know, when they speak in tongues or whatever the case yeah. is, it's like, why don't they embrace the fact that we did not, before Jesus Christ, we, like, you saw the movie Wakanda, and you saw, like, the rituals that they were doing. Right. That's what we did. Right. Why is it so hard for black people today to accept the fact that we did rituals? Yeah, we did. There's so much trauma. There's so much to work through. Yeah. I understand why it would be difficult to embrace the things that we did before Abrahamic tradition. It makes sense to me. But my goal and my work is to be like, hey, y'all, we don't have to call this thing demonic. This is what our people did. Exactly. This is what healed them. This is what allowed them to continue. This is why we're here through their prayers from from that stuff. So... I'm just trying to offer that to people. Like, I'm never trying to convert anyone to anything. Right, right, right. Do you feel like you have to convince folks or... In a way. In a way. But when people see me, and even my family who's mostly Christian, they see me, they can't be mad because they're like, you're good. You're the happiest you've ever been. Your depression is, you know, under wraps. You flourishing. You got to be doing something. You got to be doing... I'm connecting with our people, with our ancestors that are around us all the time. 
and I'm just asking them what's next. Because nothing I'm doing is new. Nothing any of us are doing is new. It's been done before. So I'm trying to tap into the people who've done it before and to be like, what's good, y'all? What's the roadmap? And they tell me, and I follow it. And I want to wow. talk to you. I want us That's all some to. powerful stuff. Like, that is... Check us, I have check goosebumps. <laughs> I have goosebumps, people. Because it's like, you know, I go to read. Yeah. And like, I do all those things because... I believe for me, like, I'm, I I have stones, I do saging, because I believe, like, I'm connected to something else. You are. And I just don't know how to verbalize it. And I feel like so many of our people feel like that. And so my podcast is about, we can verbalize it, we can engage in it together, communally, and fuck shit up. Hello? And fuck shit Because the white people try to take that away from us because it's so powerful. They've tried to profit off of it. And I'm like, no, baby, this is ours. Period. That's true. Period. Period. (laughs) So what has been, like, your greatest, like, I don't know, accomplishment? Or do you remember, like, that moment you was like, damn, I did that. Every day I feel like that because I get messages every day from people being like, I knew that there was something more. And listening to your podcast, I believe that there's something more for me. I believe that I have power. I believe that my ancestors are around me. That's when I feel like, okay, maybe I am doing something. But honestly, I don't feel like I, I just be talking about my own experience every day and being vulnerable and hoping that people connect with it. But I know that people are connecting with it, so that makes me feel like, okay, maybe wow. I am saying something. Maybe I am. Wow. Yeah. I'm shook. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, and you know what the thing is? Like, I noticed you as soon as you walked in. Mm. Do you get that a lot? Yeah. Like, you, you just have this thing. And it wasn't like, it was just like, who is that? Like, do you always wear red? I don't, but sometimes I be in the mood. Oh, okay. Red is your color, girl. Red is your color. It's an energy. (laughs) Wow. So this is your first time at Pot and Life? It is. I'm so excited. Oh, Listen, the energy is dope in here. Amazing. Like so many different, like just black creatives and podcasters, different walks of life. Yep. All different kinds of folks. Yeah. And I love it. I All love of our it. people together in one space, how it's supposed to be. And yeah. So let everybody know where they can find your show and where they can follow your social media. Okay, so a little juju podcast is on most major platforms, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, everything. If you look it up. Um, you can find my Instagram at it's Jujubay, I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E. And I'm Jujubay on Facebook. I'm It's Jujubay on Twitter. So, yeah. Yes. Jujubay. Thank you so much for Thank stopping you. by. Make sure to enjoy the vibe. And we're going to connect. I, absolutely. We've connected. Hello? <laughs> Thank you. So we're here back at Pot on Live NYC. It's your girl Fly from Boss Blend Coffee as well as Brew Thoughts Podcast. So introduce yourself and what you do. Ladies first. Uh... I go by the, I go by the name of A King, um, representing the Loudspeakers Network. Uh, some of y'all may know me from the Combat Jack Show, executive producer, co-host, all that. You know, um, yeah, I'm one of the go-to guys at the LSN, so at the LSN Factory. He like, yeah, you know, uh, this fucking guy. You know, I'm that yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> but Stay yeah, humble. That's who I am. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm just the guy who grabs coffee. 
Oh all right, right. No, no, no. I'm Chris, uh, brother Chris online on Instagram. Uh, I produce a lot of podcasts on the Loudspeakers Network as well. And uh, yeah, I just wipe down tables and monitors. <laughs> I can. So when we talk about loud, Loudspeaker Network, right? That's right. Yeah. So, you know, because I have a podcast. You do. I always wondered. I'm like, yo, who runs Loudspeaker? Well, uh, Chris, Murrow, Chris Murrow and uh, okay. the, late, the late great Combat Jack. That's the piece. Yeah. You know, those are the... Uh, those are the guys, you know. Yeah. Those are the uh, CEO, co-CEO uh, uh, of the brand, you know. Yeah. And um, and we just here doing, making our contributions. Right. You know. That's dope. He's being humble. He's he actually Jonathan the part the owner of. Chip. I'm lying. I'm <laughs> you know, you know, he is. He's also a photographer. I am. I am. Yes. So if you want to do some portraits, like I do, I need some like. We do photo I need, walks. I need brand photos. All right. Well, let's talk after the show. Okay. You know? So tell me about like your journey in producing these podcasts. I know you, what the read was on there. The read is on last week. Uh, uh, Brilliant uh, idiot. Friend zone. Friend, friend zone. Friend zone. My favorite. You like the friend zone? Shout out to different. Francesca. Shout out to Franny. Yes. Shout out to Dustin. Um, Sante. So tell me about your journey. Um, How did you get into it? I guess coming out of school, just I wanted to get into radio, and um, I, I had my 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 perception of. Of the steps I needed to take was, yo, I'm gonna apply for these jobs, and I'm gonna get it because I did it in college. So, but um, I learned that 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 wasn't the case. So I just was scrambling, looking for opportunities. So I started out doing internet radio, and uh, I was doing that for a few years, and and then um, you know, opportunity came across where I bump heads with uh, a couple gentlemen by the name of uh, Dallas Penn and Combat Jack at the time, and we was. T- you know, trying to just create some dope shit, fun shit, without knowing what we were doing, to be honest. And then, as time evolved and it became a thing, one thing led to the next, and here we are. Alignment. And that's the short version. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. So, tell me, like, have this your first time at Pod Alignment, Wasi? No, this is uh, my third. Yeah. And actually, yeah, it's three years, right? Yeah. yeah so, it's th- so you've been coming. No, actually, it's my second year. I didn't go to the first one. Okay. I missed the first one. Second year, too. This is my first year here. It's the first one. with Q and J. What up? Oh, shit. So, first things first, the vibes are super high. Yes. Right? And it's so dope to be, because I record my podcast in my closet. Which is good. Perfect. Which is good. Wow. It's good. Right? So, I've been doing this since 2015. And Smooth. it's so dope to see so many other black people in podcasting because it's like such a, well, it seems like such a white thing. Right? Yeah, at first, yeah. So where do you, at first? Yeah. So where do yeah. you see the future? White people had the one up, you know, ever since the iPhone 3, so you got to give them credit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So tell me, where do you see the future of podcasting going? The future of podcasting? Um, I think podcasting is a, a place where important stories are told. I agree. And I think that's the, that's probably the, the essence of it. Even without people know, knowing is you telling your story. You know, we don't have any more print print magazines. Yeah. So where are we going to get these these stories from, you yeah. know? The podcast. Yeah. You know? Do you think that it's going to, like, take over radio? No, no, radio's I dead. Don't, I don't think... I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I'm I, kidding. Don't think, I don't think... I think it's, it has its own place. Radio's so been around for eight, for centuries. I don't think... I did... One, once upon a time, I thought it was going to... Yeah. You know, but I think it, it can coexist. Yeah. 
You see a lot of radio people doing podcasts, right? There is, like a lot. But I think the beautiful thing about podcasting is that you're able to tell your story. And if you're a good storyteller. Unapologetically, too. Unapologetically, be yourself. And it's something so personal about people hearing your voice when they're doing the most intimate things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I listen to podcasts while I'm cooking dinner for my kids. And it's like, that's a... That's that's fly. That's fly. And that's the future. That's the the kids. Because now these kids are are hearing us do it. Yeah. And they're like, huh? Yeah. So now when they get older, it's going to be a natural thing for them. Whereas we didn't didn't have that. We just kind of... Was part of the the, 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 the the revolution of podcasts, I guess you could say. Yeah. Now they're gonna grow up into it. It's yeah. gonna be their norm. It's that's gonna, gonna be their radio. Yeah. You know? So that's yeah. really the future. Yeah. Don't look at me here. So? Huh? What? So you gotta be a responsible young brother. I, I am. Uh oh. Chris, are you on drugs? This is Jonathan Mena, by the way. Chris, what? how many drugs are you on? I'm trying to make podcasts in beige again. That's right. Make podcasts in beige again. You're on drugs trying to put sentences together right now. Wait, explain what that means, because I'm confused. I'm all about uh, the black and white cookie. That's my favorite type of snack. Black and white cookie? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get banned from it. He's never going to come back again. I meant, like, more integration. Of what? You know, people. Oh, okay. You like, yo, you get down with, you get down with the swirl. Yeah, I'm not against it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, would you, you guys ever come from behind, like producing it to be on a show? Well, I, I mean, I, I kind of um, two shows I was on, uh, obviously Combat Jack show, um, where I was on mic, and uh, I do a show called Talk Architecture with Dallas Penn, where I'm on mic as well. And you know what? I don't even. It's just more of a conversation, and we just got mics. We just so happen to have mics, you know. And we talk about things that's going on in our daily lives, things that's going on of our homies. Or if he's talking crazy, we'll talk about, you know. Yeah. Okay. What he's you not know? telling you is that him and I are going to start a podcast. And it's going to be like Beavis and Butthead, but audio. Like, like we found out Jonathan Mena has a Tesla. You know? <laughs> so we'll talk about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yes. Wink. Wink. So, what advice would you give anyone starting a brand new podcast? Because it might feel a little saturated, right? Yeah. Some folks. What's that one piece of advice? Um, podcasting is a labor of love. It is. You you can make money off of it, but don't look, don't let that be your driving force. Like, do it because you want to contribute to a, a, a growing culture of podcasting. Yeah. And then all the other stuff that, that comes along with it, it will come along at some point. Okay. And consistency. Everybody that I've spoken to today, consistency is key. I like to say, I, I, maybe about 75% of the podcast pitches that we get, I'm sorry, out of 100, yeah. 75% they fold. Yeah. They'll do three, four months and they have a different expectation and they bow out the game. They're that's why dedicated. you go to iTunes with a whole bunch of library of podcasts that's not active. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people have a different expectation because they're looking for that instant gratification, and you can't get that. Right. You got to just do it. Do it. You got to do it for the passion Build of it, Build your though. audience. Cultivate. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. That's so a gem. So just be patient with the process. That's a gem. Yeah. So tell... Well, go ahead. My advice is have fun. Have, have fun. Have a silly goose time. Get high as possible. 
I hate to record, but <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm t- Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Right. Uh, both. Oh. Oreos. Oh shit! I need. Okay. Wait, no. That's wait. not funny. Wait. Fuck wait. y'all. Got him. Shit. Got him. Got him. <laughs> no, he's down with the motherfucking swirl. Anyway. So tell everybody where they can find you on social. Yeah, uh, you can find me at it's a king on Instagram, and on Twitter it's underscore a king. What's your and, black uh, planet? Huh? What's your black planet? Uh, DM me and I and, and I'll let you. I, I find it. I gotta log. I gotta try to log in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where I can find you on uh, social? I'm on Instagram only at brother Chris. That's it. And if you can't find me, I mean that's cool. But can you just can you spell it for people? Right. I don't know how to spell it. I don't know. Brother, how to spell, brother Chris. I, I spell no. it the Muslim way. It's B R O T H A underscore K R I S T. Some shit. I don't know. It should, it should pop up when you do that part. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming by. Oh, you know what? Just, t- just type in um, Tay Diggs. And, 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 <laughs> oh, no. I'm, oh, shit. No, I don't. I'm turning Got my mic off. Got him. Right. Turn on my is, mic off. This is Mena back. Um, I just want to say thank you to Fly. Round of applause for having for having the endurance to do this for like three hours. She's a professional. She dealt with Chris. Many things were revealed about Chris that we knew, but now the world knows. 